What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, 6 to 8 a.m. on the wake-up call, plus the 1 to 4 p.m. daily for the Coach JB Show. Has a proud, proud, proud new sponsor, Roman. Make sure you check it out because it, when it comes to intimacy, we all want to feel confident. But for a lot of guys out there, erectile dysfunction gets in the way. This issue affects people differently, but is actually something that 52% of men will experience some form of during their life. So make sure you head on over to Roman. You know how when you're wearing that great outfit and everything just looks right and your confidence is soaring and you like the swag and you're feeling flashy, you can walk into a room knowing you're on a game and is on point. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. So whether you're looking for gains at the gym or better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame and showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head on with Roman. Proud new sponsor to Coach AB Show, Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish. You can connect with licensed medical provider via Roman's convenient online visit. Prescription ED treatments are safe, effective, and the FDA approved and used by millions of men. Free two-day shipping. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can help rebuild the confidence during sex. Head on over to ro.co slash coachjb today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's ro.co slash coachjb. ro.co slash coachjb. And head on over to Roman. Tell him Coach JB sent you. Proud new sponsor to Coach JB Show. Appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up, man? The real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show both the Wake Up Morning Show and the Daily Show. The Coach JB Show has it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall. And I want to address everybody out there who wants to get back to skinny and tall. The Coach JB Show has a new proud sponsor, Fight Camp. Make sure you check it out. As the new year approaches, we're all thinking about our health and fitness routines. Are you looking for one of the most exhilarating and effective forms of home fitness? Look no further. Did you know that at-home boxing is one of the safest and most effective forms of exercise? Bet you didn't. Allow me to introduce you to Fight Camp. Interactive at-home boxing, Fight Camp brings the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it fun. Boxing is a real great workout. In fact, a lot of football players, including myself, use it to supplement their training. It keeps the mind sharp, the body strong. The workouts are quick and efficient. You can work it out at halftime or even before the game or after. What makes it different from traditional boxing workouts is that it has live punch counting stats that motivates you even, even harder. So without further ado, join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home. Fight camp packages start at just $99 and they even offer some great financing options. So you can get started at the low, low, low of $9 a month. To get everything you need, go to fightcamp.com slash Coach JB to learn more. That's fightcamp.com forward slash Coach JB. I appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up? This is the real me now, motherfuckers. We're in the building. I appreciate you guys all joining the show. Coach JB show, we got a great one for you. All solo dolo today. Work boot Wednesday, man. I'm going to get my grind on. You're going to have me today. Uh, we got a couple new uh, proud sponsors, as you know. So head on over to Fight Camp and Roman. Uh, tell them I sent you. Um, 
plus CanadaDipCBD.com. Plus, we still got BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag, get you some uh, 50% off welcome bonus using the promo code BLEAV50. Um, don't know how much longer that'll be, but we'll see. Um, head on over to those places and check us out. Listen, uh, today we're going to break down all things quarterbacks, man. I'm going to equate college quarterbacks into the NFL. I'm going to break down Devontae Adams. Does he deserve a charge? He just got charged with a misdemeanor. Are we just soft as baby shit or does he deserve it? Um, we're going to break down all things football, quarterbacks, NFL, NCAA, you name it, short, fat, skinny, and tall. We're going to break it all down on this episode of the Coach JB Show. Peace. Yes, sir. My new little intro, a little jazzy hip hop. You know what I mean? My boy Spree on the track right there. A little grown man intro and outro. Um, appreciate everybody joining me. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Uh, we also, I want you to show you, I want to show you real quick, CoachJBStore.com. We got some new fire in and I'm doing a promo giveaway. All right. I'm doing a promo giveaway. I'm going to do a football giveaway. All right. Signed. All right. Right here. Hate me now, love me later. Football, leather on one side, white on the other for the signature. Um, if you want to get that football, head on over there to CoachJBStore.com. Plus, we got the new Coach JB merch. All right. Uh, the hoodie, Coach JB Show hoodie, Coach JB Show mug. And we're doing the football giveaway for about a month. All right. So one month uh, is probably all the footballs that I have. So if you guys want to get a football signed, Head on over to Coach JB Store today. Get you a football, um, and uh, it'll be fire. It'll be fire. So check it out. Um, next week, I'm going to have the great Willie Anderson and Akili Smith on the show together. We're going to debate Lamar Jackson and all things quarterbacks. So we're going to get after it next week. Me, the great Hall of Fame Willie Anderson and Akili Smith. We are all going to break it down right here on the show. So stay tuned for that episode because that's going to be fire. So make sure you head on over to CoachJBStore.com and get you some free new – or not get you some new merch. Um, I got I to gotta give you the quote of the day real quick before we get going. <sighs> there is no greater satisfaction in life than doing something someone else said you cannot do. I live by that right there. I love being the underdog. I love doing shit people told me that I could not do. And that is why we're going to blow this show up and make it the greatest. So make sure you understand that. Uh, pound that like button. Hit the button. Subscribe. Become a member. There is no greater satisfaction in life than doing something someone else said you cannot do. That's just fact. And uh hope you guys understand that. Um, so... Roman, proud new sponsor, ro.co slash Coach JB. Fight Camp, proud new sponsor, Fight Camp slash Coach JB. Check it out. Go check them out. Go sell them I sent you. Fight Camp's legit, dog. They sent me all the shit. I'm going to do a video, I think. I'm going to do a little video, dog. Uh -uh. Good little jack. Uh -uh. I'm going to do a little video showing my skills 
and uh, cut this weight down. You know what I'm saying? See, I lost the titties. I lost all. It's all solid again. Solid as I rocked the long way. Then I put the rubber on the wrong way. Then the nut came gushing. Got up and stopped pushing. That the bitch broke my dick. I'm still young, doing dumb shit. You don't know about that. That's Ice Cube right out the gate. You don't know nothing about that right there, you youngsters in the show. Um, we're going to get after it, man. Today, we got the pre-snap read, the post-snap read, the first and 10, the third and long. We got the two-minute drill. We're going to be starting all those segments up in the morning. If you're not a subscriber by now and watch the morning show with me, Matt McChesney, the greatest football show on earth. That's a Ebonics word, by the way, for earth. If you don't know, earth is earth is on the earth. We're the greatest football show on earth. If you don't know Ebonics, then you don't know what that means. Earth, motherfucker. E-R-F. Earth. That is what we are. The greatest show on earth is at 6 in the morning for the football breakdown. We break it all down. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. We break it down. All of it. Uh, quarterback, O-line, D-line, you name it. We're going to start implementing a two-minute drill where me and him actually break down some real football football plays, verbiage. We're going to start giving people uh, terminology, what we call certain things. We're going to break all that down. Um, so stay tuned. Start becoming a member of all those things. And uh, hopefully we – I want to get the Devontae Adams push again if we can, Mac. Um, if there's a video, I want to show that. Um, but I want to get in – we're going to start here. We got new graphics. Our, our main man, Mac, in the back. Uh, we got a pre-snap portion of this show brought to you by canadipcbd.com so head on over to canadipcbd.com tell them the promo code coach jb all caps i'm in a i'm in a uh in a contest man i need to win right now i'm second place i don't like finishing second place um uh, i want to finish first so go on over to canadip send me an email coachjb12 at gmail and show me you bought some candidates and you'll be entered into the contest and winning a big old fucking grab bag at the end of this thing we're going to do it week 17 NFL season, and we're looking into inviting somebody out to kick it with me for the Super Bowl. So that is an option that we're debating on doing, and that is part of the incentive. And all you fuckers pay is $1.99. So just think about it. Check it out. CoachJBStore.com, CandidateCBD.com, FightCamp slash CoachJB, RO.CO slash CoachJB. We're going to the pre-snap read. Brought to you by candidates. We got the pre-snap read. We're going to get into why Devontae Adams was charged with a push. All right? And there's another angle out here now floating around where the dude comes in front of him while Devontae is in the tunnel. And to me, it's just kind of a bitch-made move that we're going to charge him now. What the fuck are we doing charging guys now for intruding on our space when we are on a football field playing, doing our job? So let me ask you something. This man, Devontae Adams, came to work to do a job in front of millions of fans, in front of thousands of fans live, and it blows my mind, dog. It blows my mind that Devontae Adams is being charged for doing his job. I'm very confused on that. 
Joel Schumann, what's up? I saw your comments on uh, something, man. I saw you some comments. They kind of look kind of shady to me, dog. Like you were defending Sarah or something. I don't know about you, Joel Schumann. You, you strike me as a fucking kind of a, like a broad, homie. I, I just get that feeling about you, dog. You say some weird shit to me, homie, that strikes me in a false, gives me a bad fucking taste in my mouth. You say some bitch-made shit, bruh. I just got to keep it real with you, homie. I don't know how I feel about you. You could either stay or get the fuck gone. I really don't care, but there's two people in the world I trust, and one of them ain't your ass. So Devontae Adams charged with a misdemeanor. I don't get it. It's fucking pretty foul. Uh, I wish I could go to your job and get you caught up because your bitch ass comes into my work and space and fucking gets in my way, and I got to push you out the way and defend myself. I wish that is the case. I, I really don't get it. I really don't fucking get it. And I want to know why we're charging motherfuckers now in our workspace. I really don't get that shit. I'm very curious as to why. And I bet you there's so many bitch-made cats out here defending the cameraman. That's what I, I bet. I bet there's so many cats defending this bitch-ass paparazzi cameraman. That is the truth about the matter. And it's fucking crazy that you guys really defend these type of cats. How many cats out there really defend these type of cats? It blows my mind. Like, it really blows my mind. And, and it's like, dog, we got Keenan Allen tweeting out shit about his head coach. Like, we are really tweeting out shit about our head coach. Like, dog, I'm going to be real. Where I'm from, you keep shit in-house, dog, man-to-man, face-to-face. We don't go on Twitter and start talking that shit about our fucking boss. Like, straight out. Dog, we don't talk about our boss, especially in the football world where we're intimate setting. We are in the most intimate setting. What it used to be, intimate setting. We used to be in a very intimate setting, dog, where we used to be able to say shit that we were, we used to be able to cry together, laugh together, bleed together, uh, fight. Nobody knew about it, squashed it. We were boys again. Now you motherfuckers want to take video of it in the locker room, dog. You motherfuckers want to take video of it so you can tweet it out. I've never seen so many bitch made cats in my fucking life, dog, ever in my life. From the military to the fucking NFL. We got the most bitch made cats I've ever seen in my entire life right now. And I ought to choke the fuck out of the cameraman. I don't want to hear all that other bullshit. Lucky he didn't cross my face. I would have fucking lifted him and slammed him into the wall. Don't fucking come in front of me, dog. I'm leaving my place. I didn't bother a fucking soul. Devontae Adams did not bother one human being. He is walking off the field. By the way, if I was Devontae Adams, I would get a lawyer. And I would start to look into suing for the safety and the public safety of myself. You know why? Because... Since this motherfucker wants to lie and say I had to go to the hospital and I was in critical condition. By the way, I watched the video. The motherfucker popped right up. 
he popped right up out of pure embarrassment for getting pushed down like the bitch he is because he knew he jumped in front of this motherfucker and got his ass pushed down. So now I'm going to get a lawyer and I'm going to sue the Kansas City Chiefs and the security and the NFL security for saying, this is why though. Why, Coach AB? How are you going to sue them? You know why? Hey, dog, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in fucking enemy grounds. They've been saying, they've been calling me out of my name all day long. And they've been throwing shit at me. I got bottles thrown at me. I've been told I was going to have shit thrown at me. I had to get the fuck off the field into my locker room, which I was doing. And I didn't harm one soul. I didn't say one thing to anybody. You can look at the tape. And then this motherfucker jumps in front of me. Looks and jumps in front of me, dog. And I, I have no I have no recourse but to push him out of my way because I don't know what I'm in harm's way or not. And you're going to charge me? Dog, I would sue the fuck out of the place. I would sue everybody if you're going to charge me. I would sue the motherfucker that charged me. And then I would sue for wrongful charges. Wrongful charges. And that is something that I know about. <laughs> so... We're just so soft, homie. We're so fucking soft in America, dog. We are so soft. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I don't know. I'm pissed about that shit. Um, Aaron Rodgers basically came out and said, I, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. Um Apparently, he said, I'm a firm believer in the power of words and manifestation. He said, we've got to check ourselves on that because talking about that is not winning football. There was talk about it in the locker room, and I don't like it, apparently. Um, apparently, I, I don't know uh, who was it, Jires or whatever he was saying about talking about that shit. And then he was like, he's my guy, but we don't need to be talking like that. And then he said, I understand there's a reality in this game. That's where a win and a loss every single game matters. But there's also a reality in life, and that's what you're putting your energy towards. Uh, Aaron's on some weirdo shit. I'm going to be honest. He says some weird shit sometimes. I love him as a player. I don't really, I don't know him as a person. So I'm not going to judge him who he is. Uh, see, I don't, I don't dislike him for what he says, though. I don't dislike him for what he likes and says. I don't dislike him for anything that he does. I really don't. I don't dislike him for anything that he says or does. Be honest. Because um, I, don't, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. So it's like, it's, like, it's like Kobe Bryant. Motherfuckers say they hate Kobe Bryant because him and Shaq didn't get along. <laughs> Who cares, dog? Is that your job and responsibility as a fan that will never get to meet Kobe Bryant ever and is that your responsibility to say what he is and isn't or are you just saying hey dog you're the best player I've ever seen I'm gonna fucking watch you and I'm gonna either like you as a player or not because you don't know the motherfucker so you don't know all this shit I love it when they say nah JB Kobe ran Shaq out of town really Where's Isaac's Lords at, motherfucker? I would love to hear his fucking take. Because, really, 
Kobe ran Shaq out of town. It's crazy, though, when you're getting to this, like, public figure and you have access to talking to certain folks. It's crazy, dog, that I've I've heard so many scenarios and different people. It's crazy that I've heard, contrary to your belief, that Shaq actually ran Penny Hardaway out, Dwayne Wade out, LeBron James out, Kobe Bryant out. Uh, he 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 out wore his welcome in Phoenix. I've heard Shaq fucked off more places than anyone ever, but he is the guy we like. Shaq is the guy everybody likes because he's a friendly, like you look at him, he's funny, he's slow talking, he's a fucking goof. Everybody likes him. He owns 100 businesses, but you just are assuming. You're presuming, assuming, and it makes an ass out of you. And that's the truth. We don't fucking know unless you kicked it with both of them. It's funny that people say do that shit of me all the time. People do that about me all the time. Every day I'm 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 presumed and assumed about and people say, "Oh, some podcast, so you know, some podcast came out the other day and they titled their show after my name." And I'm like, "All right, well, here's a clout chasing fucking crew, right?" And I've invited them to come on my show actually. So when they when they invite when they accept it, we'll bring them on. And I'm I, I'm not going to like talk, I don't want to talk too much shit to him. I just want to ask him, like, why do you think you think you know the truth about me? That you saw me on a show and you think the truth, you think that's all the truth. And uh, they said I'm a drunk in their podcast. They said that uh, they that I was fired and and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, hmm, really? So I'm just like, that's the definition of irresponsible reporting, dog. That is the definition of irresponsible reporting. Flimlow raps. No, that's the fucking idiot on YouTube, right? That made a name out of himself just because of my fucking Last Chance You. I think not because of me, but he started on Last Chance You. He made a name for himself because he did Last Chance You videos. And I think he blew up on YouTube. And then he came out and was talking shit about me. Um, basically, and I called him out. I called his bitch ass out and told him to come on my show when I started. And I said, come on out. Come on, dog. Let's hear your real shit, homie. Since you know so much, let's let's bring you on. And he had no fucking, I would never respond because he's a bitch. And he knew I didn't fuck with him. He actually came to Indy and I never talked to him one time. Didn't even speak to the motherfucker. Didn't even speak to the cat. But he came out to Indy for some fucking reason because he wanted clout. And he got he got approved to come out through our president, which me and Tammy were like, my boss were like, fuck no, why? Why do you want him here? And apparently um, he was there, but he knew not to come around me because I already heard he was kind of throwing shade. So he never even came around me. And then after I leave Indy, he comes out and just basically does a whole show about me talking about I was basically the devil. <laughs> Fucking bitch ass. Motherfucker, I, I, I have no... The worst type of human in this world is someone that benefits off of slandering another one. So, like, when you slander a human and you benefit from it, 
and it's not even truth, like you have to be the biggest bitch in the world. Like that is where I get that from. Like you have to be one of the lowest bottom feeding bitch made cats I've ever seen. Like to, for instance, there's this guy who's making, he's got millions of followers on TikTok now. And all this shit's going on. And um, what he does is he walks up to folks. You guys have seen this light skinned brother, light skinned brother. He walks up to cats at Walmart and shit. Other black cats. He walks up to black folks and like, give me that boy. Give me that thing right there, boy. Have you guys seen this cat? Give me that shit, boy. And, uh, dog, we talk, we being real here or are we just trying to fluff this shit? So that cat has made millions, got millions of followers, probably making a lot of money now because y'all like it and follow him. That's the problem with you motherfuckers, dog. You motherfuckers think that shit's cool. You don't think that some kid watching that shit goes over to do that shit in real life and get smoked? <laughs> Good luck. Come on over to where I'm from, where motherfuckers does, do not get on phones like that. See, I got homies that don't even get on social media. I got homies that don't even talk on the phone. Like, I got homies that don't know what Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is. So, let's keep it real. I got homies that don't know nothing. And I still got homies living in the 90s, dog. Those aren't the cats to fuck with. So, go ahead and trust it and try to walk up on them into Walmart and say, hand me that shit, boy. And see if that motherfucker gets out of there either alive, A, or not really, really fucked up. But guess what? All you motherfuckers subscribe to his shit. You like his shit. You tweet his shit. And it's black versus black. You guys think it's cool, homie? No, it's not. <coughs> it ain't cool. But you guys are making this cat as out to be a fucking hero. He's a bitch-made cat, homie, gaining clout from you. Just like the Nelk boys. I wish the Nelk boys would run up on me in the public. I wish the Nelk boys would run up on me in public, dog, and try some old clout-chasing shit for likes and retweets. You know what's going to go viral more than that video? Me fucking him up. That video is the one that's going to go more viral than his little act. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest and tell you real shit. I'm going to fuck him up live on his video. They're going to count. And if you notice, when real ones face him, then you see a motherfucker talking about, oh, it's on YouTube, dog. It's a YouTube video. It's a YouTube video, dog. Uh, you're being on film. I wouldn't give a fuck. I'm still fucking you up. Was that give you a pass? You could make embarrass me on national fucking or on, on social media? Hell no. Good luck. I'm fucking you up. Yeah, it's a prank. 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 Shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, dog. Fucking with the wrong ones. I'm just telling you. No shit. It's all scripted, Isaiah. No shit. The Nelk Boys is all scripted. The 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 people they're doing it to aren't scripted. I know a dude they got they ran up on. 
I know I know that's real. They're doing it real to get the real reaction. Now, some of it may be scripted as who the victim is, but a lot of the victims don't know. And then they got some old cats back here paying them, by the way. They're paying everybody so they don't beat that ass. I know, dog. I'm in the fucking business. I talk to these dudes. They're paying motherfuckers so they don't beat that ass. At the very end, when they, you don't see the whole, tell them to video the whole thing. And let's see how that unfolds. Because them motherfuckers are trying to beat their ass and cats are coming out of the woodwork security and running over there. Like, no, 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 you're on a, you're on a, you're on a candid camera. And here, here's some money, dog, for your bit, for your problems. Because they got money now. These motherfuckers making like billions between all of them. And it's just like, it's crazy, dog. This is, this is what the world has become. We're charging Devontae Adams for shoving down a paparazzi filmer that is, that is employed by the NFL and NFL films to get clickbait in essence. That's what they're there for, to get clickbait in essence. And like Roger Goodell and the NFL are sitting there right now chilling on a leather couch smoking a cigar, not giving a fuck about Devontae Adams' life after football. Just so we're clear, if that charge stays and sticks, this guy has a charge on his record, even though it's a misdemeanor. So God forbid that he fucking doesn't fuck off his money and has to go get a real job one day and gets a background check and he has a misdemeanor on his shit. See, that's what cats don't want to really break down. Oh, nah, Devontae's got millions. He'll be cool. Dog, ask, ask everyone how many millions these cats have fucked off in their career. How many NFL and NBA players after professional sports are broke in less than five years? Why don't you go look up that stat? How about you ask Devante or uh, Delante's, uh, what's his name? Delante West or whatever his name. Why don't you go ask Dev- Delante West how, how that's going? How about Lamar Odom? How about all these motherfuckers that fuck off all their money? How about, how about Jawan Howard, who's got like 18 fucking kids and Sean Kemp and all these motherfuckers? How about Jason Williams, the original Jason Williams that fucking smoked a cat in his house? How about all these cats that you don't think about because you think they're making this big old bag right now, and it's all about right now? Nah, dog. It's about what you've done for me lately. And at the end of the day, you're going to remember these cats as what they did on the football field and what they are doing now on TikTok. You guys don't know. Um, you guys don't know anything about Delonte West playing for Cleveland. You guys have known him right now for being on TikTok, dog. And a motherfucking lady puts him on TikTok with a video. You remember Delonte West because of that. And Mark Cuban giving him 100 racks, putting him in a mental health institution for a year. And then he comes back, gets on a big three tryout, because I was there at the big three speaking. He's trying out. Don't make it because apparently he was so fucked up at practice, they just had to cut him loose. The next week, he's in the South Carolina or some shit on a TikTok video. <laughs> like, that's what you remember him for. Dog, it shit blows my mind, man. I, I don't really get it. I don't get it. Um, Who knows? But we're charging motherfuckers now, man. It's like, fuck. <sighs> I don't get it. I really don't. But that's the comp. That's what it is, man. Um, Let's head on over to first. First and 10. 
First and 10 segment um, of this program is brought to you by CanadipsCBD.com. Check it out. Uh, Ron Rivera, man, makes some comments about Carson Wentz. Ron Rivera makes some comments about Carson Wentz, and he comes out and basically is saying, you know, the difference between good teams and shitty ones are quarterback play. How ironic is that? Haven't I been talking about that for fucking quite some time? How good quarterbacks are or how good your team is? Well, he came out and said that. And then he's come out and basically, apparently Carson Wentz came out and said, uh, I know what's going on. We talked. I understand where Coach Rivera is coming from. He's a pretty much straight shooter. Whoop-de-whoop. Well, what do you want Carson Wentz to say? He knows this is his last gig. He knows this is his last stop. Carson Wentz becomes a journeyman backup after this. So what's he going to say? Uh, fuck Ron Rivera. He fucked me. Fuck him. I'm out. I want to trade. No, you're not because nobody's going to fucking trade for you. You're a fucking hammered dog shit. Horrible. You're fucking horrible. So <laughs> like we're going to find out what the deal is. But why did Ron Rivera say it is what I want to get into. Why did Ron Rivera say Carson Wentz is shitty? That's what he basically said. Why did he say it? And I have all these different ideas. And that's the poll question. Why did Ron Rivera say what he said about Carson Wentz? I would love to hear all your comments. First of all, number one, it's the truth. Second of all, I believe Ron Rivera wants out in a manner that they have to pay him and not just quit. He can't quit. So they're going to fire him because Carson Wentz is getting him fired, just like Baker Mayfield's gotten three coaches fired. He is going to get him fired either way. So I think Ron Rivera is like, you know what? I'm a real one. I'm going to go out on my own merit. I'm going to go out on my own with my own dignity, and I'm going to call it as it is. I didn't want Carson Wentz from the jump. I did not want Carson Wentz. I wanted fucking Jimmy G. You guys gave me Carson Wentz. So if I'm going to be fired, I'm going to go out with fucking saying it because you won't let me play Heineke. So I'm going to at least say I'm not happy about playing Carson Wentz. Or I'm going to try to ease into Heineke coming in as a starter. There's only a few ways you could take why he said it. Or, okay, I'm going to spark the locker room up and see if they back him up. Or can I start Heineke and the team has a new revised energy? I'm curious on how they're going to, how he's doing this. But, dog, one and only KJ. One and only KJ. That's your name now. I know it. Okay. Why not try these nuts, motherfucker? Shut up. You say some dumb shit too, homie. Like, let's keep it real. Some of you motherfuckers just talk and you have no resume. You're in a chat on my show and you have no resume. Send over your resume so we can show it on the screen and then I'll talk to you. At least become a member if you're going to talk stupid shit. So the bottom line is, let's try Sam Howe. Okay, he hasn't played yet. How, how's Justin Fields working out? How's fucking Justin Fields working out? How's Kyler Murray working out for you? How's Baker working out? 
How's Carson Wentz working out? How is fucking all these rookie quarterbacks working out for you? Trevor Lawrence, Mills. How about fucking, uh, where else we want to go? Pickett. How'd that work out last week against the Bills, homie? You want to just throw some more cats into the fire? How, how, how else are these young quarterbacks? How's Trey Lance working out for you, homeboy? Trey Lance doing a good job for you? <laughs> you motherfuckers just say shit. Ah, why not Sam? Why not Sam? Here we go. Let's say why not. Okay, Washington, wussies. They got probably the worst, second worst O-line in football. Maybe even the worst O-line in football. They have a very inconsistent run game. No fucking wideouts besides McLaren, who hasn't really produced anything this year. They have no fucking roster to support a rookie quarterback. And you let's, let's throw him in. How about we end Sam Howell's career before it starts? How about that? Let's end Sam Howell's career before it ever fucking starts. Only Ann Kenobi or whatever the fuck your name is. How about we start a cat that has no experience like Trey Lance and end his fucking career before it starts? But what do I know, JB? You don't know shit. Let's play these rookies on, on these worst, on these horrible fucking NFL franchises and let's see. If it works out, how about you shit in one hand, only one Kenobi and, 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 and wish in the other one. Tell me which one fills up first, dog. I'm curious to see. I want you to shit in your hand on the right and wish in the left and tell me which one fills up first. I would love to see it. Let's start Sam Howell. Let's start Pickett. JB, what does JB know? Oh, Pickett, he's ready, coach. He's the guy, really. If he was such the fucking guy. They wouldn't have got beat like 45 to 3 last week if he's so fucking good. Like, dog, get the fuck out of here. How'd Trubisky work out? He's a former UNC quarterback. How'd that one work out? Dog, these motherfuckers aren't very good. They're shitty. And you're going to put them in on a shitty franchise. Get fucking real, man. Get real with yourself. Just quit talking. How about you just stop fucking talking? Carson Wentz has been in the league, what, six years now and hasn't done shit. Hasn't done shit. What's Baker Mayfield done? He got three coaches fired. We'll start there. What else has he done? Oh, okay. Then we got Dick Ryder Ryan. NC has tons of football talent. Are you kidding me? How's your quarterback doing in the NFL, Ryan? How's your quarterback doing in the NFL, Big Ryan? <sighs> no, Mike Tomlin's not on the fucking hot seat. They've had three coaches in 55 years. No, he's not. And if they do fire him, it's because of fucks like you who tweet it out every day, and then the owner has to fire you because it's on Twitter. That's the only reason I see it happening. Besides that, no. The Bills are the number one team according to the NFL power rankings. How are the Bills the number one team when the Eagles are undefeated? We are in the NFL. I'm curious. I would argue that the Chiefs had a have a better win over the Bucks than Buffalo has over anyone. The Rams just don't seem very good to me after what we've seen. And that's the Bills' pretty much biggest win. 
pretty much biggest win. So how do you put the Bills over the Eagles who are 5-0? and I'm curious. Curious on that. Trying to figure it out. Chiefs are third. 49ers are fourth at 3-2. and two. The Ravens are fifth at 3-2, and two, ahead of the Bucks, who are sixth. How are all those teams ahead of the 4-1 and one Vikings, who are only one slot ahead of the Bucking Packers? who they beat, by the way, who the Packers just lost, by the way. And, dog, and the Bengals at two and three are number nine ahead of probably the second best defense in football, Dallas Cowboys, who are four and one. So I would put the Giants above the Bengals, above the Packers. How are the Giants at four and one? Not ahead of the Packers, who they beat in London and have a better record than. I'm fucking lost. I'm so lost, dog. This is what has happened in society when you fucking soft pussies have the ability to be voters when you never played. When you've never played. When you've never played, I'm very curious. How? I'm very curious. How would you do that? I'm very curious. Uh, curious. Tell me. How can you rank that? <laughs> I fucking don't get it. The Cowboys are number 10 after they started Cooper Rush and have the dom- dominant defense in the NFL. And they don't, they're not above the Bengals and the Packers and the Bucks. Well, the Bucks beat them, so I could put them there right below the Bucks. But the Cowboys to me would be would be ahead of the Ravens. I would put the Cowboys at five right now. I'd put the Cowboys at number five. Put the Cowboys at number five. I would put the Bucks at six. No, I put the Vikings at six, at four and one. I'd put the Giants at seven, the Bucks at eight. Then I would put the Packers at nine and probably put shit. Maybe the Chargers because they've won two in a row at three and two at 10. Maybe, but I would take the Packers out. I would take the Bengals out and I would, and the Ravens. I'm not sold on the Ravens. How? Why am I sold the Ravens who have struggled the last three weeks and in the second half have combined scored six fucking points and Lamar Jackson throws the football 23 times a game? How would I be sold on that team? How am I sold on that team? I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts, dog. But we're going to break all things down today. We're going to break it all down, dog. I got to be honest with you. We're going to break it all down. Um, I want to talk about me and Matt this morning talked about next quarterbacks to be paid. I just don't see it. I don't see who's going to be paid. I don't see who's going to be paid in the NFL. Like, I don't know who could be paid right now. They're going to pay Burrow. They're going to pay Burrow. But I don't know. It's interesting, dog. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to say the least. Um, very interesting to say the least. 
A lot of college games to get into today, too. I want to get that, that out the way because I want to break down in, in totality. I'm going to break down this quarterback world today. I'm going to pay. I'm going to break down this quarterback world today. Not only am I going to break down this college world going into the NFL draft, I'm going to break down what equivalent is college and NFL quarterbacks looking like right now. So, like, I'll break down a Kyler Murray versus an incoming Bryce Young. I'm going to break down a Justin Fields versus an incoming C.J. Stroud. I'm going to break down a Baker Mayfield versus a guy like Will Levis. I'm going to break down a Carson Wentz versus a guy like Sam Hartman. I'm going to break down a Trey Lance versus a guy like Hendon Hooker. I'm going to say, are those guys better than these guys? And are we just fucked in the NFL? And and it's quarterback play just absolutely garbage. I'm going to break down guys like Pickett, Mills, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Marcus Mariota. Are they replaceable with guys like the the Ward kid from Incarnate World, who's now at or Word? I'm sorry, Incarnate Word is now at Washington State. He's starting to get on the buzz board. He's starting to get on the buzz board. I'm going to break down the Hall kid at BYU. Is he better than Mills? Is the Van Dyke kid at Miami better than Daniel Jones? Is the Richardson kid at Florida better than Zach Wilson? And is the O'Connell kid at Purdue better than Mariota? I'm going to get into why all these cats are better. And then where are the young cats coming up who are maybe a year away from college uh, draft? I'm going to break down the Quinn Ewers, the Thompson Robinsons, the Caleb Williams, the Penix Juniors, and the Wake Forest backup. Sam Hartman's backup, I believe, is better than most of them. So I'm going to get into what's going to happen there. We're going to break those things down, too. And uh, we're going to talk about the next quarterbacks to be paid and what's going on and how the NFL is transitioning and what the landscape looks like. I'm going to do that because I'm going to do it by myself today. Uh, I'm also going to get into the third and long segment. Uh, Alan will tell you what the third and long segment is because my third and long um, is Pickle. Alan remembers that play near and dear. That is a rub route concept with a zone breaker. That's third and long. Hey, dog, that play right there produced a lot of first downs on third and long. We're going to get into the third and long segment right now as I break down Tom Brady. Is he the undisputed GOAT? Um, is He's the best and the bestest and the greatest and the best. Like, shut the fuck up. He is the best by definition because he's already won all the Super Bowls. <laughs> so he's already the best, okay? Number one. Number two, um, my great, 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 great co-host in the morning, Matt McChesney, said that Patrick Mahomes is already a top 10 quarterback. He said he's already a top 10 quarterback. I don't agree with them. I can't agree with them. I can't agree with them. I don't believe Mahomes is a top 10 quarterback yet. There's no fucking way. So I'm also going to break down my top 10 of all-time quarterbacks and how Mahomes is not even close to being in the top 10. So we're going to break that down too. And then we're going to break down the quarterbacks with multiple Super Bowls. Um, And then we're going to talk about the great quarterbacks with only one Super Bowl. You got Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Kurt Warner, Steve Young, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, Matt Stafford. I could keep going on, on and on and on. And how do you define great quarterbacks? Is it because they won the one Super Bowl? 
What about the best quarterbacks never to win a Super Bowl? Vinny Testaverde, Kenny Anderson, Phillip Rivers, Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, Dan Fouts, Warren Moon. How about Dan Marino? How about Jim Kelly went to four in a row and lost? How about Fran Tarkenton, who never won one? How about Dan Marino and all the greats? We're going to break that shit down, dog. We're going to break it all down today. We're going to break it all down. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. Um, There's no way Mahomes is top 10 right now, though. Uh, There's no way. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I do not see it. Greenfire, what up, dog? Appreciate you, man, being a member as well. Greenfire got that fire-ass hot sauce out there in East Los. Boyle Heights, East Los, Link, fucking Monterey Park, you name it. Hey, I used to be the offensive coordinator at East, East LA Junior College, man. Uh, the home of Last Chance U Basketball. I, you think I'm going to watch you, Last Chance U Basketball if I haven't watched my own fucking show? You are out of your fucking rabbit mind. I ain't watching a motherfucker. And apparently the coach don't cuss. <laughs> Damian Gerardo, what up? Damian Gerardo is a guy that used to hit the shit out of you. He played linebacker for... Uh, with me for a long time we played against each other and then uh we grew up together i bet you that he would tell you that these motherfuckers could not play in our era holy shit it's bad we are in a bad situation our era is so soft um we're gonna get into all these things but let's let's get into this thing um all you guys hit the like button subscribe become a member no, I don't believe two is, I think two is done, unfortunately. I did not, I wasn't a buy, I wasn't a full in, all in guy anyway. And now that he has the concussions and the traumatic injuries that he's suffered from the last few weeks, um, I really am off of him now, which is unfortunate. Dog. That's what it is, though. That's just what it is. So... You know, unfortunately, that's what happens. That's what happens. But um, there's so much to get into, dog. I'm going to rank my current quarterbacks. I'm going to go through every NFL quarterback today in the NFL right now. I'm going to go through every NFL quarterback and rank them for you right now based on their stats, the eye test, what I consider the eyeball test, passing the test. If you pass the test as a quarterback guy, your stats and – I'm going to get into all these things, but I'm going to first break down something for you guys real quick. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to find you uh, a little PowerPoint I wanted to show you. Um, I'm going to show you something real quick. Jackson Hood, what up? All right, here we go. I'm pretty good. I can find shit real fucking easy, dog. So 
I'm going to break this down for you real quick. All right. Something earlier I was talking to uh, with Matt McChesney. Um, let me see if I could show you from the beginning. Uh-oh, that didn't work. Shit. I can't share it with you big. It won't work, apparently. Um, all right. So, first of all, let me get into this. I'm going to show you a PowerPoint of a staff meeting. of a, I mean, of a team meeting that I would have every day. All right. So what I would have every single day is a staff meeting. I had a staff meeting, of course, every three times a day. But with my team, before practice, before we hit the field, this is what I would discuss with my team. And what's on the menu, right, first? What's on the menu is something that we want to look at, right? That's what's on the menu, right? So, Uh, Coach, what are you doing? No, I'm not doing nothing. I'm showing you my menu, motherfucker. You see all the shit in the back? Peppers, kumquat, bell pepper. We got it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. That gets the attention of my team right there because they're hungry now, right? So they want to go fucking eat, and they want to go to Walmart and shop. And so we're going to go get all those good vegetables right there. That's what that is, right? So that is the menu. What's on the menu today? So then we have today's goals, all right? I'm not going to go through it. But right here, it says proper tackling techniques on defense. We are live tempo. You see that? Live tempo. So I I talk tempo all the time. So then we go down here, and you're getting some inside information right here what my teams used to get, so you know. Uh, Hey, Uso, where do you think Jeff Banks got that from, homie? You better ask somebody, dog. I'm OG in this thing, dog. Jeff Banks fucking got from me, homeboy. Jeff Banks used to sleep on my motherfucking floor, loaded as fuck. All right. That is facility reminders. By the way, I built that. All right. Then we got today's schedule. So that is a schedule. All right. And fuck. That is today's schedule, by the way. That is what's going on today with the schedule. And then we have spring ball meetings. All right. This is where we are, what we're doing. Then we have field rules. This is helmet rules. Helmets are on, strapped up, mouthpiece is in. We run everywhere on the field, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Then we go ball security. That's how I want the ball to look in your hand. So I am actually telling my team in front of them as they see it on this big 200-inch screen what we're doing today in practice. Too many coaches nowadays don't even explain it or do this thing. They just go out on the field. Let's do it. No, you have to fucking show it first. So we're showing ball security. Then I'm going to talk about it. We're going to use the coaching point. The ball is never flat. Uh, If you don't know what that means, you don't know what it means. Ball security. I want it to look this way. I want to break it down. Tuck the ball. Wrap the ball. Curve your wrist. I'm taking everything. Ball security. That is how I want the ball. That is how I do not want the ball. So we are breaking it down in totality. And then we're going to hand the ball to the ref. So I have refs out there every day, whether it's a hurt, injured person, whether it's a camera person, whether somebody I went and bought referee shirts and I had a bunch of players on the field who were hurt act as referees. So then the ball's handed to the ref. So we get used to teaching our players to come up with the football every day and hand the ball to the ref. Every single drill we do, we hand the ball to the ref. All right, so then practice tempos. This is our practice tempos. 
We have tag tempo. We have thud tempo. We have live tempo. So tag is shirt and shorts. No wrapping, no full speed, but we are two-hand tag. The upfield hip of the ball carrier. We're no tackling whatsoever. In thud practice, we're shorts and shells, square up on the ball carrier, full speed to the point of contact. Keep the players up and let the ball carrier finish runs. No tackling. So we are teaching them this, okay? Then live. We're in live now. Full gear, full speed. No cutting, no high lows, but we're full speed using proper eyes and head up tackling techniques that you will be taught. In all the above mentioned tempos, quarterbacks are dead until noted. Stay off the quarterback's arms and legs, period. That is our tempo. That is how we did it. And then we teach tackling. Key components, square up, eyes up, wrap up, run our feet so we don't break necks. And then we talked about key components to tackle. I don't want to see head and shoulder. I want to look at that shit right there. We don't have enough coaches in America demonstrating and showing what it looks like as a bad one or a good one. We don't have it. So we're fucking showing the worst way to tackle. So not only is that horse collar dangerous on the carrier, it's also dangerous on my tackler because he's going to rip his fucking ligaments out of his fingers. He's going to be done. And then the bottom one, all three idiots are fucking should be fired. All three. We're going to break our neck. And then I talk about our attire. What are we wearing at practice? This is all the shit that's not happening anymore. And that's why you wonder why you have an undisciplinary group of fucks out here. But this is being shown every single day. By me. By me in my staff meeting. So every single day. Stadium. If we're going to use a stadium away from our place, that's what we do. Must have attitude. That's what we do. And then a reminder, we're going to graduate at all costs at every single practice, every single time I meet with you. And then I have athletic trainer reminders. And then I have, if it ain't on your mind, it's never going to be on your finger. And we do that shit every single day. All right? We do it every single day. So having shown that and, and explaining that, that's what I do every day with our guys. I just, I just don't understand how people now can't get through to the quarterback on terminology, verbiage, and how we relay things. How we relay things to the quarterback so he can operate on the field. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But who knows? What do I know? Shit. We can't even fucking take a pass pro and fucking turn. We can't even teach tackling. We can't even teach fucking run our feet and take the air out. I mean, it's fucking bad. But what do I know? Um, all right. So without further ado, I want to break down some quarterback stuff. All right. I want to break down some quarterback shit. Ah. I'm not Pat McAfee yet, so... Five Hour Energy hasn't been a sponsor, so fuck them. They can't be one yet. I can't drop their name yet. But I drank their shit. Um, so, number one quarterback right now, uh, according to the NFL Power Index, 
is Patrick Mahomes. You can debate me or not. You can say what he is. I'm not saying he is. I'm telling you what they have him down as, all right? He's down as the number one power index quarterback. He's through five games so far. He's 66% completion percentage, 1,400 yards, seven, uh, 15 touchdowns, and two interceptions. All right. Great numbers. He has three shovel passes for touchdowns. He has seven lateral passes that were completed into touchdowns because Hardman, Kelsey, dog, we just saw four touchdowns the other day. Okay. Let's just, let's just start there. You saw four touchdowns thrown to Kelsey. Okay. Tell me, please tell me, was that great quarterback play? Do you understand? Kelsey had 25 yards receiving in the game, right? Like, can you guys not understand this? Is that very, is that so hard to understand that this dude isn't dropping back and throwing fucking in the teeth of the coverage? How hard is it for you guys to understand? You don't have to be quarterback gurus. You don't have to be football geniuses to understand this cat is throwing sidearm balls all over the fucking place. He's throwing fucking crossers. He's throwing now ball hitches. He's throwing screens galore. He's shovel passing fucking balls for touchdowns. And he threw four touchdowns to Kelsey for a combined 25 yards. Okay? Just starting right there. Now, I'm not I've always said I think he's a talent. He has a huge arm. He's got a fucking quick release. He's he's savvy. He he definitely has the it factor. Definitely. I don't know if he's the goat. Well, I know he's not the goat. I don't know how you anoint him as so already. Like how do you anoint him as the goat already? Like, come on, dog. It's 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 crazy to me. Um, Brandon Richardson, seven. I appreciate you letting us know he's a professional dog. I thank you so much. Hey, dog, did all you guys know that Mahomes is a professional quarterback? I don't know if we knew that, Brandon Richardson. You know how many other quarterbacks are in the NFL? There's a fucking lot of professional quarterbacks out there. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, so stat-wise, on number on paper, 15 touchdowns, two picks, looks great. 1,400 yards, 66% completion, looks great. If you watch them, then you can start to dissect, dissect them and say, all right, let's look at them a little more in fine detail. I don't know if he's deserving of the number one quarterback in the NFL right now. Not sure he is. He's not my number one, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm not going to rank him yet. I'm just giving you the numbers. NFL Index has Josh Allen number two through five games, 67% completion percentage, 1,651 yards, 14 touchdowns, four picks. He also has 225 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Mahomes has 92 yards rushing and zero touchdowns. Allen also has four fumbles. Mahomes has one. All right. So that's number two, according to NFL index. That's number two. Lamar Jackson's number three. 
He's got a thousand yards passing, much less than all those other guys. He's only at 60% completion percentage. He's seven yards of pass. He's got 12 touchdowns, five interceptions, and he's ran for 400 yards and two rushing touchdowns and only has one fumble. Okay. Um, he's number three, according to NFL index. He ain't three to me. I'm just telling you he's three. Jalen Hurts comes in at number four. He's played five games. He's at 68% completion percentage, 1,400 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. He's ran for 266 and six rushing touchdowns and has two fumbles. Now let's stop at Hurts since Lane has him as his top two. Lane has Jalen Hurts in his top two. He has a quarterback who has thrown for 68% completion percentage, which is higher than Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Um, But he's thrown four touchdowns versus two picks. Now, remind you, Lane has him as his top two quarterback. How can you have a guy in your top two that has thrown four touchdowns and has two interceptions? I'm very curious. How you have a guy that's thrown four touchdowns in the NFL through five games. So, you know, that's not even a touchdown a game, right? You do understand he's an NFL quarterback, right? I am on record saying I love I love what Jalen Hurts has done. He's completely transformed. I'm also on record saying I'm not sold on him yet. So, four touchdowns and two picks concern me. And last year, he only threw like, what, 13 touchdowns in the whole fucking season? That concerns me. When you don't throw for touchdowns, it shows me something is wrong up here in far as dissecting coverage and knowing where the football goes with your arm. That concerns me with Jalen Hurts. The other thing that concerns me, he's 68% completion percentage. Very, very good. Very good. Well, Coach, why does that concern you then? You know why that concerns me? Because I've watched Jalen Hurts the last two weeks in specific. And I've seen him throw seven screen passes in a row last week. He threw fucking quick hits right here. He turned it through quick hits right here. He threw it through quick hits right here. And they're getting the ball out right now to his playmakers fast because they don't want him holding the football. I've watched him two weeks in a row. And I understand what they're doing. And I see what they're doing. And I see why he's 68% of completions. And I would love to break down his film once I get it. I'm waiting on all this film. Trust me. We'll be breaking that shit down in totality. But I've yet to see this motherfucker throw a legitimate dig route, comeback, curl, corner, post. I haven't seen him throw anything in the teeth of defense, dog. And that concerns me because later on, you're going to get trap coverage you're going to get corners belling, and you and, and Jalen Hurts is going to think that it's man, and he's going to turn and throw the now, and the corner's baiting him, and he's turning and squatting on him, and he's going to blow up the quick pass, and we're going to have fucking picks and fumbles, and you're going to have to see him throw in the middle of the deep of the defense, and I have yet to see Jalen Hurts do it. I've yet to see Jalen Hurts do it. So until I see him throw in the teeth of the coverage like Tom Brady does, then I'm, I can't say you are the guy ready to go. And I definitely wouldn't put him in my top two. I said I'm impressed with what he's done mechanically in the offseason. 
I love it. I love his professionalism. I love what he's done. But please don't misconstrue and take it for hate when I say I'm not sold on him, dog. He's not the guy yet. I appreciate what he's done. But this way, I have him higher ranked than Lamar Jackson. I appreciate this man going out and being professional and getting better. And it shows. It actually shows how much better he's gotten. Lamar has not. Lamar has not changed. And going to Lamar, I fuck, dog. I, I, I hate beating this dead fucking horse. I, I, I'm waiting on some new film. But the only way to prove to you, because me and Matt McChesney, my coach, this morning got into an argument about this very thing, okay? He thinks Lamar has improved in the last four years. I say he has not improved whatsoever. I don't believe he's improved at all. I believe Lamar has gotten worse. Okay. Hey, John, appreciate you. Hey, he just let everyone know Lamar has an MVP. <laughs> Without John Goffon, whatever the fuck your name is, we wouldn't know, we wouldn't know how to survive, dog. I did not know Lamar got an MVP. I am fucking living under a rock for the last four years. I appreciate you pulling me from out and under and telling us that he is an MVP. Did you know that dogs go woof and cats go meow? Fuck me, homie. Some of you motherfuckers just should shut the fuck up. Like, I, I just wish you would shut the fuck up. Like, I, I don't understand how you could be that fucking dumb. We don't know that that. We don't know that. <laughs> We don't know that. Where's Isaac Lords at? Dog goes meow. Cat goes woof. <laughs> All right, here we go. I want to show you something, okay? Mr. fucking MVP. <sighs> I want to show you guys something real fast, all right? And a lot of you guys have seen this before. This is the year he won the MVP, all right? I want to show you the difference between now and this year, all right? I want you to tell me what the difference is in Lamar Jackson now and then, okay? You've seen him this year, all right? He weighs 30 pounds more, okay? He weighs 30, he weighs 30 pounds more. That looks like this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we go. Let's watch his mechanics. Let's see how much greater he looks now than four years ago in his MVP season. All right, real quick. Does the same shit on the fake. Let's watch him. I just broke him down on, on film the other day. So, all right, let's see. Here we go. I actually argue that he looks better three years ago than he does now. <laughs> but right there is offhand. It's bad mechanics, by the way. Very bad mechanics. Okay. Just want to throw that out there. I just want to throw that out there. Very bad mechanics. Okay. So you see how he's finishing right there? Very bad mechanics. But I want to show you some shit. All right. I'm going to show you something real fucking quick. So just just relax, okay? 
Uh, I always have to fucking show you some shit. I can go down and break down fucking Lamar Jackson and fucking everybody. Oh, shut the fuck up. Um, boom, boom, boom. See his back foot sticking there on the ground. If you haven't noticed that, me and Achilles Smith argued this. We're gonna get in. We're gonna have it a real conversation. Achilles Smith joins the show. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll get to it. We're gonna get to it. All right, we're gonna get to it. All right, now. I mean, you can't miss those in the NFL, dog. All right. Let's break down, all right? I want you to see something. All right, there's that, all right? There's that. We got that, right? I mean, you can't miss those in the NFL, dog. All right, I'll argue that he looks better right here. I look, he looks better right there four years ago. Let's see this one. He looks way better four years ago. What the fuck are you guys talking about? This motherfucker looks better four years ago. At least his, his base is stationary. His fucking elbow's a little higher. He looks so much better right now, four years ago, than he does today. So, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's 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 see this one, dog. So here we here we are here we are. See his back foot drag and equals up to his front foot? That is the problem we have right now. So watch this. This ball should be thrown about right here. Instead, the ball's behind him. The ball's thrown there. We throw guys open. If you noticed him missing the long ball that I just showed, it's because he's inaccurate. He can't lead guys open. He's waiting for him. Why is this ball thrown right there? So guess what? If the ball was thrown out here, this guy is running and doing this. Instead, the ball's thrown on his back shoulder, and he has to stop and is tackled. So I'm just I'm just saying I'm just throwing that out there. Now now I want to I want to get to um, I want to get to the 36 touchdowns and six interceptions. Y'all favorite quarterback not doing that. All right, that's one and only KJ. Hey, one and only KJ. Have you broke down Lamar Jackson? Have you ever broke his film down? And do you even know what the fuck that means? Because I would bet dollars to dimes you don't even know how to break down a motherfucking from pre-snap, post-snap. I, I bet you couldn't tell me how to take a center quarterback exchange, motherfucker. Let me ask you this. Have you played quarterback? 
Have you played quarterback? It, it just in use Pop Warner, have you even played the position? But you are aware that no one's doing that. So Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, they never have done that. Really? You shitting me. No way. They've never thrown for that. I didn't know that Lamar Jackson holds the touchdown record. Really? But anyway, 36 and 6, and I broke down that season. And 16 touchdowns are off play action pop pass. We're just throwing that out there. Now it's six interceptions, the part they're not doing. straight facts homie 16 touchdowns were fucking tight end pop passes now we're talking six intersections is the part well if you know quarterback play dog and i just told you 16 pop passes were touchdowns then it's pretty much telling you that those 16 touchdowns right there there was going to be no issue with him throwing a fucking pick because they're wide open because the box is loaded cover zero we're running play action and we're throwing the ball to the motherfucker wide open all right Then we want to break down eight touchdowns that were 70 yards or more the season he threw 36 and six to Lamar, to Hollywood Brown, 36 touchdowns, six picks. So now we've gotten 16 plus eight. We're at 24 touchdowns that were against cover zero play action over the top loaded box touchdowns, 24 of 36 so far. Now seven touchdowns to the tight end in the red zone. Seven touchdowns in the tight end in the red zone, dog. Two running backs or tight ends. So now it puts them at 31 touchdowns. It's very, very ironic when you throw the ball 25 times. It's pretty much fucking factual evidence that you're not going to throw a lot of picks if you're predetermined on where to throw the football. Hey, dog, you're throwing the football to the tight end or the back right now. It ain't no fucking question. And if you see that he has to throw accurately, as I just showed you, He struggles. So, what does JB know, dog? And then there's four touchdowns or whatever miscellaneous sitting out there. (laughs) There's four touchdowns out there that are miscellaneous. Okay, and since you're still talking, because the tight end is his best option. He has no wideouts because the system Jim Mora has them run. Holy fuck. Well, it's, 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 uh, oh man. First of all, it's John Harbaugh. And second of all, you know why they have no wideouts, homie? Because nobody wants to play with him. He can't fucking throw the football. How fucking hard is it to understand? Are you going to go play wideout for Lamar Jackson if you're trying to chase the bag, homie? Do you think Hollywood Brown left because he hated Lamar or he hated Baltimore or he wanted to get paid and knows Lamar can't get him to football? I think he likes Lamar Jackson as his boy and homie and all that. He can't get him the fucking football. Who the fuck's going to go there and play receiver? Do you think Devontae Adams is going there? Have you seen how shitty their wideouts are? Do you think it's the system 
or what the system can do ran by Lamar Jackson. <laughs> How fucking dumb are you? So if Lamar Jackson is so good at throwing the football, bruh, why aren't they in spread out, 10 personnel, empty, and just throwing it all over the park like Tom Brady does? If they're so good, show me that. <laughs> you motherfuckers are just talkers, dog. It's fucking hilarious to me. It is absolutely hilarious. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. It blows my mind. Exactly. Hollywood thought Kyler Murray was better. I take Lamar Jackson all motherfucking day long. At least he's coachable, in my opinion. He just has the wrong coach. He can't go with getting better on the offseason. Jalen Hurts got better. Why doesn't Lamar get better? Like, fix his platform, fix some of his mechanics. I don't get it. No shit, Ryan Johns. I just fucking broke it down, dog. He has eight touchdowns for 70 yards or more and against cover zero. Goddamn, homie, how hard is it to understand that the loaded boxes you see against Lamar Jackson running triple option? Like, it's not hard. Hollywood Brown's faster than most in the NFL. He's going to get behind you. We're going to just have to not miss him. And by the way, he had 1,000 yards. He probably could have had fucking 2,000 yards if he wouldn't have missed him on about fucking 50 fucking post routes that year. But what do I know? You guys don't get it, Carl Regal. You guys still don't grasp the concept that Aaron Rodgers is dropping back, throwing into coverage every single snap. Lamar Jackson is throwing RPOs and fucking tight end pop passes. You wonder why he's ranked higher than Aaron Rodgers as far as QBR? <laughs> That's why I can't talk to you motherfuckers, dog. You don't get it. You don't deserve to talk to me. Do you understand that? You do not deserve to talk to me. You dick writers think you belong because you're in a chat with me. You don't. Understand. You don't deserve to talk to me. Become a member and then talk to me. You can't fucking talk to me about football that you know not even as much as is in the tip of my dick about football that I know. Don't talk to me unless you fucking understand what I'm talking about. Lamar Jackson's QBR coach is better than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has no fucking wideouts and is throwing into the teeth of the coverage every snap. Lamar Jackson runs play action off of triple option and RPO and fucking pops the ball to the tight end. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Holy shit. Become a member, one and only, KJ, and then I'll answer it. But I didn't know it became your fucking production today. I didn't know it was your show. So I'm going to get back to the original scheduled program, and you become a member before I fucking block your ass because you're too cheap to pay $1.99. If you know so motherfucking much, why do you not know how to make $1.99 a, a month? Because you, you know so goddamn much. All right. Let's get back to Justin Herbert. He's ranked number five. You have Justin Herbert ranked below Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. That is where we are in a fucking PC cultured world. And we have to say the right thing. We have to say the right thing. 
And if anybody in this chat thinks Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson is better than Justin Herbert, you need to get the fuck out of my chat right now and get the fuck out of here. Because you know absolutely nothing about quarterbacks, about football, about shit. So get out of here if you think Jalen fucking Hurts and Lamar Jackson is better than Justin Herbert. All right, I'm not even going to go into Justin Herbert's stats. He's 10 passes, touchdowns, two picks. All his touchdowns have been in the teeth of the defense. He's 67% completion percentage, 1,500 yards. But what do I know? Tom Brady's at six. I wouldn't put Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady either. This motherfucker was 39 of 50 for 400 yards and three touchdowns against Green Bay. I mean, against Kansas City. Against Kansas City. Come on, dog. (laughs) And we got him ranked below Justin fucking, I mean, below Hertz, who throws fucking screen balls all day. (sighs) Leo Factor, become a member, dog, so we could talk. God damn. Tom Brady's throwing for 1,500. He's almost 70% completion percentage, dog. Seven touchdowns, only one pick. Um, he's had a banged-up wideout core. He's uh, he's played against Dallas's defense, Green Bay's defense, Kansas City's defense. He's actually had a pretty daunting schedule. The Saints' defense, who we thought was going to be really good, He's actually had a daunting schedule, by the way. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at seven. I'm not putting Hurts or Lamar Jackson above Herbert, Rodgers, or Brady. But that's the index. That is what we do with this NFL index bullshit. All right? Geno Smith. I would probably have to start thinking about Geno Smith this year. Because he's having a lights-out year that I, I I can't believe. He's 75% completion percentage. 75 completion percentage, dog. Do you understand how fucking legit that is? 75% completion percentage in the NFL through five games. He's thrown for 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, two picks. He also has 80 yards rushing and a touchdown. Do you realize how fucking legit Geno Smith's been this year on a pretty pretty shitty team? Pretty shitty team. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Don't get it. Um, Geno Smith's actually balling the fuck out, and he's got him in a career year. Joe Burrow's at number nine, all right? I'm not going to get into all their stats. Kirk Cousins at number 10, and Kyler Murray's in at 11. If you think Kyler Murray's having a better year than Jimmy G, you're fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy. Um, see, now we got Brandon Richardson in here just being a troll. Geno's better than Josh Allen. <laughs> I think Brandon Richardson is the new Isaac's Lords. Ryan Tannehill's 13. Derek Carr's 14. Jared Goff's 15. Carson Wentz is 16. There's no fucking way I have Carson Wentz above anybody uh, other than Baker Mayfield, possibly. 
Um, this li- I'm looking at the list right now. I haven't seen this list, and it's absolutely atrocious. This fucking NFL list is absolutely atrocious. Uh, I, I want to share the list. Like, dog, Daniel Jones, 19, Jacoby Brissett, 20, Cooper Rush, 21, Marcus Mariota, 22, Andy Dalton's at 23, Trevor Lawrence is at 24, Matt Ryan, 25, Zach Wilson, 26, Kenny Pickett's at 27, Bailey Zappi is 28, Justin Fields, 29, Davis Mills at 30, Baker Millfield is at 31, Skylar Thompson, uh, who just came in. We're not going to count him. There's so many more quarterbacks above Carson Wentz than this. Carson Wentz should never be. How the fuck do you have Carson Wentz at 16? How do you have him at 16? There's no fucking way. There's no way that he's above 16. No way. So look, I'm going to move around here today. I'm going to rank my top 10 later, but I want to move around some shit. All right. I want to move around. I want to show you this list. I want to show you this list on my board right here. You can see me and the list. So on the top in the red, all right, I want you to see the red. The red means NFL. All right. The red means NFL. The blue means college. Okay. The blue means college. The red means Left side of the red is the NFL currently. The right side of the red is the NFL projection for next year. The bottom red is the guys that I have lesser value in. The bottom blue is college guys who can possibly be better than the ones in red. Okay? So, the left side red on the top, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, or any NFL right now. On the top right, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Sam Hartman, Hendon Hooker are going to the NFL, okay? That's why they're in red. Let's start at the top. Let's start at the top, all right? Can any of those guys on your left? Alan, you in here? Has anyone on the left, in that top left over there, can they be replaced by anyone on the right next year. That is the debate I want to have with you guys right now. Can anybody on the left be replaced by anybody on the right next season? And just go right across from each other. All right? Let's go right across from each other. So I'll get up here and we'll break it down. We'll break it down real quick. All right? We'll break it down. So can he replace him next year? Can CJ replace him next year? Can Will Levis replace Baker? Can Sam Hartman replace Carson Wentz? Hendon Hooker, can he replace Trey Lance? All right, so I actually think all of these guys can play better than these guys. Now, can it happen next year? I don't know. I would not do it. That is the problem. Can this guy be better than Pickett? Can him? So he's at BYU. He's at Wazoo. Van Dyke's at Miami. Richardson's at Florida. O'Connell is at Purdue. Okay. Yours is at UT. Uh, Robinson's at UCLA. 
Caleb Williams at USC. Penix is at Washington. Wake Forest is backup. I don't know his name. He's the backup to Sam Hartman. All right. That is the debate I want to have today. And I want to break this down. I want to break it down. And I want to take this question and see if any of you make sense. All right. Um, the problem I have is we're going back to these rookies getting thrown into the fire. Now, let's say we do replace them. Let's take Bryce Young and let's just for shits and giggles, put him in Arizona. I like Arizona's surroundings for a Bryce Young as a rookie much better than I like C.J. Stroud going into Chicago because of the roster. You're going to get a receiver back who's a top five receiver in the NFL. You're going to see how shitty he still is with him, by the way. You're going to still see how shitty Kyler Murray is, even with Hopkins, by the way. But I would take Bryce Young in Arizona with that roster. I would not take CJ in Chicago because that's what you're doing right now with Justin Fields. Justin Fields is being fucked right now by being played so early on a shitty team and in a shitty organization in Chicago. So I would not like CJ, but we're going to move these guys around and see which fit. Okay. Will Levis. I do not like him in Carolina because Carolina is a shitty organization. It's a shitty roster they do have a few good wideouts but there's a shitty organization and a shitty roster i don't like will in there will is a very similar player to baker mayfield by the way he's nutty he's gutty he wants to win he's a performer i don't know if he's better than baker skill set wise i don't know if he's more accurate i don't know if he has a stronger arm i don't know those things i haven't watched will long enough i just love will's effort and tenacity and willing to play all right um, Sam Hartman, I think he's possibly the best quarterback in the draft. That's me as a quarterback guy. I think Sam Hartman could be the best quarterback in the draft. What do I know? Hendon Hooker, would you take him right now to Trey Lance? See, the thing is, Trey Lance ain't the guy no more. He got hurt because we knew he wasn't the guy. He's got hurt. Hendon Hooker going to the Niners, I like that. But I don't think Hendon Hooker is an NFL quarterback. I don't believe Hennon Hooker is going to be anything other than another Justin Fields in the NFL. That's just what I'm saying right now. Hennon Hooker does not, uh, he doesn't make me feel good. Like, I'm not, I don't like him that much. I don't think Hennon Hooker is an NFL guy. I really don't. So, having said that, let's move these guys around. Let's move these guys around, okay? Let's move these guys around. Now, the right side on the bottom in blue, those are young quarterbacks in the in college who can get drafted or may, maybe have to sit another year and play. Caleb Williams, I'm, I like what I see for the most part. I think he's going to play another year in college. And, and Tom, Thompson Robinson, he actually can come out. I would actually put him in there above hitting Hooker. Um, but I'm just putting the top five guys in there as far as national recognition. Hendon Hooker, Sam Hartman, all those guys have more recognition than Thompson Robinson because of UCLA's plays on the West Coast. You guys don't get to see him on the East. 
So that's the kind of the problem. That's kind of the problem. So that is why I have him below. And then he, same with Caleb Williams. Penix Jr. was at Indiana. He's at Washington. He was having a good year. They actually lost to Arizona State last week after they lost to UCLA. And then the Wake Forest backup quarterback, I think, is actually very, very good. I think it's very, very good. So, um, Hennon Hooker, just to me, does not translate to an NFL guy. Uh, I don't know if Will Levis does either. I would say right now he does not. I don't think Will Levis has a big-time NFL career by any means. Um, Sam Hartman, I think, is going to have the best career out of this crew. CJ and Bryce could. I don't know if they have enough nuts and guts. But you don't need nuts and guts anymore um, in the NFL because they don't get hit. They wear skirts. We don't hit them. And maybe they're so comfortable fucking... uh, They're so comfortable that maybe they just are happy being who they are. Like, they don't care no more. You don't have to be nutty and gutty anymore, maybe. Maybe you don't have to be that that guy I was. Stinson Bennett is not even fucking close to Sam Hartman. Shut up. Fuck. And I would put Stinson Bennett on the list, too, above Hendon Hooker. I would have Stinson Bennett above the above Hendon Hooker as far as an NFL quarterback. Hendon Hooker may play better in college than than Stenson Bennett, but not in the NFL. I'm just projecting here, okay? I just want to project this thing. Ewers can't come out this year. He hasn't been out of high school long enough. So just FYI, so you know the rules, the laws. Um See, that's the thing. You guys want instant gratification, dog. You guys think these cats can really leave. I would make college quarterbacks stay in college for four fucking years. Oh, coach, you can't do that now. You know, they 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 did they deserve to get the money. They 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 gotta help their parents. Shut the fuck up. Do you want them to fucking live long in the NFL or live short in the NFL? Like you want to throw them in year one out of high school? Okay, go ahead. Good luck. Good luck. Like, come on, dog. Make it a rule. Make it a real, real rule. I don't even know the Notre Dame quarterback is. So, I think the KU quarterback is as good as three of those guys on the board. I would take the KU guy over Will Levis, Hennon Hooker, and probably Hennix Jr. right now. So, dog, Ewers just went to Ohio State last year, dog. He was an early grad, remember? So, yeah. Dog, by you telling me his fucking name is not going to help me tell you. Oh, yeah, Coffee Payne's good. I don't know who the fuck Coffee Payne is. And I haven't watched him is what I'm telling you. I don't know his fucking name. If I knew his name and watched him, then I would believe. I haven't watched him yet. Anthony Richardson is absolutely dog shit. He is a worse version of Lamar Jackson. So, no, he's not going to make it in the NFL. He's not going to make it in the NFL, by the way. So I like Bryce Young on that list after Sam Hartman, and I like CJ third. 
probably. Um, I actually am leaning towards uh, the Thompson Robinson kid, Caleb Williams. Um, the Wake Forest backup, I actually like a lot. I actually like a lot. But uh, Mitch Griffiths is his name, John Brewer said. Mitch Griffiths. Um, I like him. I like that kid a lot. I like that kid a lot. If, if, if Hooker can beat Alabama, his draft stock's going to improve. We know that. We know that. But having said that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. So anyone else that sees these quarterbacks, um, and anyone else that can see this here, you know, go ahead and move them around, dog. Move these cats around if you want. I wish I had an interactive board or a, a graphic. I could move them, but that's – We'll get there maybe one day when we get on fucking Fox or something. But right now, I would take, I'm just doing shits and giggles right now. Bryce Young going to Arizona, I like, over Kyler Murray. So I just want to, I just want to bring this up. I just wanted to bring this up. I think the five on the right can easily replace the five on the left. But I don't know if it happens next year. All I'm saying is, it's happening, and I think the five on the left are very, very bad quarterbacks who I believe need to be replaced right away. Right away. Those five on the left need to be replaced. But I don't, I don't agree with replacing them all next year. I think you need to replace them with the veteran quarterback. Now, let's get into the veteran quarterback market and replace these five on the left, and then we're going to move in. We're going to move in the five on the right into a role behind a veteran who replaced the five on the left. Does that make sense? All right, let's break this down. Kyler Murray, he needs to fucking, I don't know what he has to do. I need to, they need to fucking somehow get out of the contract and get rid of him. Fire that motherfucker. <laughs> they need to fire him. Trey Lance has already been replaced, dog. <laughs> what do you mean? He's fucking unavailable. Dak Prescott was replaced, too. He's unavailable. So, Kyler Murray. Who's out there right now in the NFL that can replace Kyler Murray? Okay, let's talk about it right now. Cooper Rush. He's probably going to get traded. He's probably going to get traded when Dak comes back, which to me will be a mistake, but that's what the market's going to encounter and require. So, Cooper Rush will will get traded, and he's a guy out there that can possibly go to Arizona, okay? You got Cooper Rush. You have... Who's my kid in in Pittsburgh, the quarterback, Rudolph? Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph will be available, in my opinion. Mason Rudolph will be available, in my opinion. I believe you will have... Joby, good Jacoby Brissett and Geno Smith will be available in my opinion because Arizona's going to go. I mean, Seattle's going to go after a big time starter and Pittsburgh's going to go with Pickett, I'm sure, which is a mistake. And so Mason Rudolph, I believe it can be a guy like Cooper Rush. I believe he's a backup, but I also believe he can win you games. All right. Teddy Bridgewater's out there floating around. He'll be available, in my opinion, again. And 
Do any of those guys go in in those shitty programs and start and start? So Bryce Young. All right, let's break it down. So so let's get rid of Kyler Murray. We bring in Cooper Rush just for shits and giggles. We bring in Cooper Rush for a year. Bryce Young gets drafted for this is just for what we're we're just using this as hypothetical. Bryce Young goes to Arizona. He plays behind Cooper Rush for a year, similar to what Mahomes did behind Alex Smith. And Bryce Young comes in to the Arizona Cardinals two years from now and becomes a big-time quarterback in the NFL. I truly believe that could happen. I truly believe that could happen. Now, Justin Fields, let's put him in the in the in the in the journeyman league conversation. He's just going to move around the NFL the rest of his career because we fucked him already. We already fucked him. So we're going to move him out. And we're going to bring in Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is going to go to Chicago. And we're going to get Jace, we're going to get CJ Stroud to come in, back up Mason Rudolph for a year or two. CJ will take over the Chicago Bears and be pretty good quarterback in the NFL. You're hearing it here first. Okay. Baker Mayfield. He is going to go do commercials for Allstate. He's fucked. He's out. Will Levis comes into Carolina. He's going to back up Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is going to go to Carolina or Sam Darnold, who's already there. Sam Darnold stays. Will Levis learns from Sam Darnold how to be a professional, how to do these things. And Will Levis takes over in Carolina. Does that equate to anything? I don't think so. I think Sam Darnold's much better. I think Sam Darnold's much better than Will Levis. I think Sam Darnold's much better than Baker. I think Sam Darnold's much better than Teddy Bridgewater. That's just my personal opinion. That's personal opinion. Carson Wentz, he's got to fucking go. He's got to go ASAP. He has to go ASAP, okay? Get him the fuck out of here. Gotta go ASAP. So get him out of there. And uh, we get Sam Hartman in Washington. And we're going to play Heineke for a year. Heineke will be the starter. Sam Hartman comes in and learns. I think Sam Hartman could be the winning quarterback for a team that can easily be fixed. I think I think Washington has a roster where you could fix it easier than any of these other rosters. I think Washington has a good defense. I think they have at least a couple pieces at wide out, and they have a decent running back. They got to get another one, but they got to get an O-line. They got to fix that. They got to get another big-time tight end, and they got to fix some things up. Okay? That's what I think. Trey Lance, he's got to go. Trey Lance has to get out of the fucking league. He has to go back to college and play a year. <laughs> uh, but seriously, Trey Lance has to get out and, and watch, dog. He has, to, he has to watch football. He needs to learn football and watch it. So Jimmy G stays in Frisco. Hendon Hooker's there, backs up Jimmy G, learns how to play, and, and does he ever play? I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe Hendon Hooker is an NFL guy. And I don't believe Will Levis is that guy. But I do believe Sam Hartman, CJ Stroud, and Bryce Young are. Now, going to the bottom blue here. I believe I haven't watched the Ward kid at Wazoo who came over from Incarnate Word. I haven't watched him enough. The Hall kid at BYU reminds me a lot of Zach Wilson with the Jets. I think he has a lot of grit in him. He's older. BYU kids come out more prepared than a lot of other guys do. The Van Dyke kid, I don't like at all at Miami. I think he's shitty. I think the Richardson kid is shitty. 
I think the O'Connell kid at Purdue is similar to Sam Hartman in Wake Forest. Okay. I think the O'Connell kid in Purdue could be a sleeper, kind of like a Mills in, in, in Houston. I think Mills in Houston and the O'Connell kid at Purdue are very similar. Um, I think that O'Connell kid could be a shocker next year is how far he gets drafted, how high. I think he can be very, very surprising. Ewers has still got to be in college. Thompson Robinson, I don't know if he can come out. TJ, can he come out? I think he can. He can come out. So Robinson, Thompson, Robinson, whatever, he can come out. Caleb Williams, I think, has to stay another year. So he can't come out yet. Penix Jr. can come out. And the Wake Forest backup. I don't know what grade he's in. I don't know if he's an NFL guy or if he's a guy that's going to start at Wake Forest next year. So I don't know that research. I apologize. I did not do any of that research. So Ewers has to stay. Thompson Robinson, Dorian Thompson Robinson can come out. Caleb Williams has to stay. Penix can come out. So Robinson and Penix, let's move them to the top. I don't think Robinson and Penix, I do believe Robinson's better than Hooker as far as equating to the NFL. The Fresno State quarterback, TJ, I do like him. I do. Uh, I do like that kid. I would probably put him on this list. I would probably put Stetson Bennett on this list if I were to do it and, and put it onto a board, uh, like on a, on, a, on a cheat sheet. I just wrote this up real quick, just talking about it as a topic. I would probably bring those two kids in. Fresno State quarterback, the other kid. Um, I got to look at the Stanford kid more. I think the Stanford kid is is an NFL body type of kid. I got to look at him. Um, I've heard about the Stanford kid a little bit. I'm actually going to go up there as a uh, invite. I'm going to go up there and watch them play Wazoo, I believe. So I'll be able to see him. DJ is going to stay, uh, I believe, stay another year. So I'll put him on that board later. But he's not even being talked about on any draft board. So it, it's kind of weird. But um, a lot of a lot of a lot of discussion to have, man. This is just something I wanted to do and break it down. This is something I would do in my office, breaking down my own guys, or I'd recruit guys, and I would do this with recruits. Can this guy replace my guy I have now? Can this guy replace him if I recruit this kid? So it's moving around. And this is what I don't think NFL GMs and people are doing enough of. I don't believe they're doing this enough. I think it's costing them. I think it's costing them to do the evaluation the right way. I don't believe they're evaluating them the right way. I, re I really don't. So, uh, you know, that's just kind of my take on it. But what do I know? Um, Pickett, I don't believe he's an NFL guy. Mills, I think he's on a bad roster. Daniel Jones, I think he's going to win some games and show that he's a winner. But I do believe that he may be pushed out of there based on contract and he becomes someone in another franchise. Or the, the Dayball really turns the tide here, gets an O-line and some wideouts in there, and Daniel Jones has a pretty decent career. I don't know. But I do know he's better than people think. I do know he's a very big-time athlete. And I do know Daniel Jones is who I said he was. But what do I know? What do I know? I don't know if there's anyone that's a quarterback, NFL quarterback ready. 
I don't, I don't think there's any quarterback coming out of college that's NFL ready. I don't believe there's ever been a college quarterback that's come out and been NFL ready. If, just look at all the rookies that have came in and had to start over the years. Tell me a guy that's a guy that's ready. There ain't no ready. I don't believe there's an NFL ready guy ever to come out of the college and be that guy. I really don't. So Peyton Manning wasn't ready. Peyton Manning was not NFL ready. Did you see him his rookie year? He wasn't NFL ready just because his dad was a coach and all that. You can be that guy for all you want. You can say you're a coach's son like Burrow. Come in, do this and that and that. But Burrow got hurt as a rookie. So he was not ready, obviously, was he? <laughs> There's no such thing as NFL ready out of college, dog. It's a different galaxy. It's a different galaxy. It's not a different world. It's a different galaxy. You don't understand. It is a different fucking galaxy. So... Andrew Luck wasn't NFL ready, dog. Calm down. Herbert came in because Tyrod Taylor got stuck in the lung and he had a decent fucking rookie year. Um, but he struggles. I, I mean, he, he still struggled. He's not ready. I don't believe he's ready for the NFL. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those deals, man. Um, Let's get to the post-snap read of this show, man. Um, bring it up. Post-snap. Watch by Fight Camp slash JB. Go over to fightcamp.com. Get you some fucking, get you some damn boxing in, dog. Fight Camp's the shit. You better go check it out. I'm telling you, Mike Tyson and May, and, uh, and uh, Mayweather aren't backing that shit for no reason. Uh, Russell Wilson plans on playing Monday night against the Chargers. He has a torn lat. He received platelet-rich plasma injections in his shoulder. Ah, oh, dog, this, this, this fucking world we're living in is unbelievable. Platelet-rich plasma injections. Can we just say steroids? Can we just say we injected him with steroid? Dog, what are we fucking talking about? I'm not ignorant and not privy to this. I'm kind of privy to what the fuck we're talking about here. Okay? So, Russell Wilson plans on playing Monday night because he had platelet-rich plasma injections. Should we praise him for being a warrior or is he just fucking dumb as a rock? Where are we? Because you can debate me on this one, dog. This is a hell of a debate now because JB always talks about being soft. JB always wants you to play. JB always wants you to be available. Do I want to do it as being smart or do I want to do it because I picked you as an MVP and being in the playoffs this year, motherfucking weirdo, fucking Subway sandwich eating weird fuck? So that's where I want to debate this. We just saw with Tua that he should not have played four days later after a concussion. Okay. So we're clear. 
Um, now, if he tears that motherfucker off the bone, don't say that he's just tough because we did a dumb thing. We did a very dumb thing by putting him in the game. Now, I'm all for playing if you feel that you can play. If it doesn't have to, nothing to do with your head, I think you should play. I think you can play if it don't have nothing to do with your head. If you have movement and you have mobility in it and you have fluidity in it and you're not being, it's not sticking and you're just totally feel ripping and fucking tearing going on every time you throw the football. I say you play. But it's not a head injury. So I believe you can play and get away with it. Now, last season he missed most of 21 with a broken finger. How much longer do you think he can play and do? Do you think he can get back to playing at a high level? That's my kind of question about Russell Wilson. I'm dumbfounded by how bad he's been. He looks out of shape. Matt McChesney says it on my morning show all the time. He looks out of shape. He looks uninvested. He does not look like he's very invested in this roster and this team, does he? I I think it's a bitch-made move if he's not. You got paid $250 million, and if you're not invested in it, then you're pretty much shitbird. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, I'm losing a lot of fucking respect for the dude, man. I thought he was real good. And then I've talked to certain coaches on that staff in Seattle that are buddies of mine, and they were just like, dog, some of the shit he did to avoid teammates and team functions and taking his own plane away to games, uh, away from the team. Like, I don't know how that was allowed, number one. But number two, he's on his own plane. He, he goes in his own, like, beat. He walks his own beat. Like, I'll be damned if you travel in another fucking plane over your team's plane. Like, that tells me there's a disconnect with this motherfucker. I'm just telling you. It, it, it fucking, it is very, very concerning. And if he lost the locker room, dog, it's over. It is over for Russell Wilson and this Denver team. And you just paid him $250 million. Isaac Lords with the hot take. <laughs> oh, fuck, dog. This motherfucker just said Hackett is supportive. Oh, my fuck. Hate me now, love me later, dog. Wido, what up? Wido, call in if you want. My, uh, Matt, can you get him a, uh, a code? Wido, call in. I'm going to get into my QB carousel. I'm going to break this down every day. Who can we take out of that carousel? I'm going to do this with the college board that I just made. We're going to get a QB carousel thing going. I'm very curious who you take out of that carousel and put in. We just did it on the college board. We're going to try to start doing that. Um, So easily I can put a college team behind that and the guy right there and replace them. We'll replace that motherfucker with somebody. And, uh, Oh, man. Very interesting. Carr's got to go. Mayfield's got to go. Wentz's got to go. Field's got to go. Pickett's got to go. And Kyler Murray's got to go. All fucking six of these cats got to go. 
They have to go. But who do they go for? Who do they go for? That is the problem. Who is who do they go for? Like you can't replace them with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Sam Hartman, Hendon Hooker, and 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 Thompson Robinson. You can't replace them right now. They're too young. They're not ready for the NFL. They're not ready for the NFL, dog. They're just not ready for the NFL, in my opinion. So, you know, that's where I'm at with that. Um, Man, it's 3 o'clock, dog. It's been a fucking quick two hours. Make sure you subscribe. Become a member. Join now. Hit the like button. Roman's a new sponsor. RO.co slash Coach JB. Fight Camp. Make sure you head on over to Fight Camp. Check their products out. Fight Camp slash Coach JB. And... We also have Canadips, betonline.ag. Head on over there, get you 50% off welcome bonus using the promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Make sure you head on over to all my new sponsors and check it out. Um, Wido's going to call in. We're going to do an after hours in the after party. We'll stick around for a few minutes and uh, and break it out. And uh, Wido, we sent you the link to your email. Check it out. Call in. Um Appreciate everybody. Hit the like button on the way out. We're going to stay here for the after hours and the after party. I will see you on the other side. Um, appreciate everybody. Um, as soon as White Oak calls in, we'll end it. Um, oh, I can't end it now, right? Because I can do the audio. All right. Um, so we're out, man. We'll see you tomorrow in the morning if you're not here. And if you're staying around for the after party, cool. But I'll see you in the morning, 6 a.m. Pacific, me and Mac McChesney. We will be breaking down tomorrow, Thursday night football game between the wonderful Justin Fields and Carson Wentz. Holy fuck, will I be drunk at 6 in the morning? Maybe. It's the Real Coach JB. I appreciate everybody and the proud sponsors. Stay tuned for the after hours and the after party on YouTube specifically. Peace. Yes, 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 yes. What up, what up, what up? Um, Russell Wilson can play till he's 42 all he wants, dog. What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, what does that mean? I don't care if he plays till he's 52. Brad said, Helker for fields. Uh, I mean, you could do that. But I just don't know if he's a starter. Would you put Hendon Hooker right in that Chicago lineup with that roster right now? That's shitty. I want it. I want it. But that's just me. Um, I wouldn't do it. But who knows? Um, who knows? Um, I don't know if Whitehouse is still around. He may not be there. Uh, oh, there he is. Whitehouse in the house. Um, what up? My bad, Coach. I'm here. What's going on? Appreciate you. It's a great Wildin' Work Boot Wednesday. Wildin' with Wido segment. Wildin' with Wido, dog. Yes, sir. What's going on, Coach? How you feeling? Yeah, great I'm show. 
chilling. Burning the midnight fuel, man, every single day. Another day, another dollar. Trying to get all these uh, fucking slapdicks uh, figured out. <clears throat> you know, quarterback, shitty, shitty, shitty. And I'm going to keep saying it until everyone finally realizes and says, you know what? Coach Brown might have been right when he said that shit like three years ago because quarterback's fucking awful. But what do I know? Yeah. And uh, I asked Coach the other day, because everybody knows Coach goes on on these quarterbacks, and I asked Coach, do we need to give more credit to the defenders of today, the Monstars on the line, the linebackers coming to get them, or is it just shitty quarterbacks? Fuck no. It's the least restricted era in football history. You can't even reroute a receiver anymore. You can't have hands on them after five yards, and you can't hit the quarterback. So how have we become worse on offense with less restrictions on defense? Like, how is that even a possibility? It is not possible. Quarterbacks are back there living the life. They're making millions more than they've ever made, knowing they can't get hurt or injured anymore unless it's a freak of nature accident and you run around and do something dumb. In the pocket, though, you see you can't even fucking land on one. So, and then have you seen a dude get belted across the middle anymore by a linebacker? Have you seen any of the perfect... A, B hits lately. You don't see that no more. It is so bad and soft, and yet quarterbacks have yet have thrown for less than 200 yards every single week, more and more and more than I, we've ever seen in football. Like, how is that a real thing? <clears throat> yep, and so my other counter, and I have a video to show you, Coach. I think people are going to like to see this. But before I go there, do you think obviously the game's changing with these running quarterbacks? That's what we're seeing more. You know, we're seeing that just this is the game. Do you think it's a give and a take that you're willing to take having a Lamar, a Jalen, knowing that his style will change the defense, even if he's not going to be a great thrower, but they will have to change their defense because of the run threat where a Burrow, Rodgers, you wouldn't, but their throwing skills let them keep the job done. You know, what do you think about that? Say it again. So do you – obviously the, the, the running quarterbacks are not the great throwers. They're not the passers, not the QBs, but they are great players. Do you think it's worth taking them knowing that the def defense you're going to play has to adjust for them to run? And that might give you a different look. They're not going to send all the guys because you can't. No, I, I don't, man. I don't, I don't fuck with it because I'm going to teach my guys football. Like I want to teach these motherfuckers real football. And that's that's why I don't want I'm not gonna just take cats nowadays for like shits and giggles like a lot of these cats are doing. Like these cats are doing like we're like we're just taking dudes because we're projecting them as athletes. And I'm like, dog, they don't it don't correlate. It doesn't come over, it doesn't come over in the NFL and, and, and translate. It just doesn't. These cats are not very good. And yeah. it's unfortunate that I'm seeing it uh, more and more and more. We're seeing it. And I'm just like, dog, this 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 quarterback shit is is uh real, real bad right now. And and I had a guy that's 40 years in the business. His his two sons are offensive coordinators in the NFL right now with the Raiders and the fucking Panthers. Um, Michael Lombardi, man. I mean, he, he's been a GM in the NFL for 30 years. He's like, dude, quarterback plays the all-time worse. I agree. And he goes, I also agree that the GMs and the and the coaches are putting them around horrible rosters when they do draft them. So that kind of answers your question, like. We're setting them up to fail, number one, playing them as a rookie mm -hmm. or when they're not ready and on a shitty roster surrounded by shitty talent, O-line, wide outs. See, if I were to draft a guy 
like, let's say I take on this board here, all right? Let's say whoever's on this board. Let's say I take any of those guys, to be honest, because I don't believe any of them are ready. If I take any of those guys, I am quick to tell you this. I am going to roster my team to have two, three legit tight ends, two or three legit backs, and a legit O-line, and then maybe a couple legitimate number two wideouts, which I think I can probably manage with the roster that I'm going to have. A couple decent wideouts, like a Landry or 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 a, or a uh, you know one of those type of guys that are really really serviceable wideouts, but not elite. So I'm going to get a couple of those because I'm going to get this quarterback so comfortable in this offense. We're going to run. We're not going to run Lamar Jackson offense, but I am going to protect this motherfucker by running the football with a good old line and tight ends. And if my old line's not great because I couldn't get them great in this landscape. I'm going to use tight ends yep. to help protect him on different things we do in the in the turn back protection game, sprint out, whatever it is. I don't understand how we're not that smart yet in the NFL as coaches. Like, how are we not this smart? Like, it blows my mind. Yeah, and history repeats itself. I mean, as a big Falcon fan, Michael Vick' favorite receiver was Algie Crumpler, that tight end, open all the time. So I'm with you, Coach. Yep. I remember seeing that left-handed hit, left-handed arm hitting that motherfucker all the time. And why are so many teams building around the quarterback when they should build the team and get a quarterback to step in? And do I don't that? know because the draft is requiring it to social media and the fucking deal about let's go fast and instant gratification. We got to get the guy. This is why. Do you understand? I don't know if you know, but do you know um, why quarterbacks are usually the top five of? You know, they usually take two to five quarterbacks every first round. Why is that? Maybe they think that's the most important position. Nope. It's because they have to fill the stands and create revenue. And by most important, I didn't even mean on the field, Coach. I meant that. Yeah, yeah. In totality, what gets the yeah. eyes on you? What so we, have to, we have to fill the stands. We have to make the flashy higher. And we have just like coaching, we have to hire the commercialized coach, even though he's shitty. We're doing it in college football every day. We're doing it in the NFL every day. We're hiring these shitty fucking people. And um, it's just usually it's shitty teams that have low attendance that ha- that sign the big time first rounders because not only are they shitty, they have low attendance. So we got to go get a quarterback instead of the left tackle. Right. Instead of the best left tackle, we got to get the sexy guy and quarterback. And somebody needs to be the sacrificial lamb dog and just fucking build a roster first and say, you know what? We're taking a fucking left guard, number one draft pick. And everyone's going to go, what the fuck are we doing? He's the best fucking O-lineman in the draft. We're taking him. He's going to be left guard for us. So you'll never see him in a commercial. You'll never hear about his name. He won't get an endorsement. But he's going to make us go to the Super Bowl in three years because we're, every year we're going to draft better. We're going to make some trades. We're going to get a couple guys in the draft, free agency, and we're going to reel this team. They won't do it. I don't get it. I don't understand why we're not that smart. I'm not that smart, and I get it. I don't understand. I've seen it happen. I mean, fuck, Dallas did it with Troy Aikman after they went 1-15. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Johnson did it. Jimmy Johnson did it with draft picks and free agency after they drafted 
the best offensive line in football history. Yeah, and I think they're letting the fans dictate what they do because you see the fans get all upset when it's a lineman, Falcons first-round pick a couple years ago. But all, let's say, Browns fans, I bet there's more Browns fans that are more hyped to have Baker when they got him rather than having Joe Thomas for as long as they had him. Who was more important? And that's just a real football talk, Coach. It took me a while to see. Now, if you don't mind, Coach, I got to share a video here. All right. And uh, this is a quarterback that uh, you might know a little something about. We're going to break down his little, you know, I got a little take on him real quick. I want you to tell me what you see here. You let me know when I'm on your screen. I'll press play. Yeah, go ahead. Looking like. I don't think it gets any more Juco than me. JB was oh, good. Shit, now, now, Coach, that sling right there, I know you're a Marino fan, okay? I see the Marino sling. Were you knowing you're going to throw it to the right, the, the receiver on the right the whole time? Was the look away just for fun? Let's break it down. Wait, no, no, I was looking at safety. That's Nate Turner. He played in the NFL, by the way. That's uh, No, I, I knew exactly. I was looking at safety off. It was easy money. I took that safety and moved him with my eyes, and we threw it back home. He's got that damn Marino arm. Coach JB, what are we looking like? I don't think it gets any more Juco than me. JB was a good teammate. He was. Woo! Just had to hey. show that, Coach. Back shoulder, back home gets you six, dog. Because you didn't look at him until you were throwing the football. Because I, I knew where he was. Right, that's what I'm asking. So in your head, were you planning on throwing it to him? You're just looking away to look them off? Unless... So remember, that's a key term that's not used right now with Lamar Jackson, with all these different people. I was throwing to him unless, and the unless didn't happen. So I, so I was fine. I, I, I kept it, right? And I kept that on because we had a roll-down safety, and I knew I was taking that back home. And I also knew the spot to throw the football at. And if the receiver wasn't at that spot, I was motherfucking him. So... You know, that's kind of the thing, like, about it. So, yep. But either way, it's got to be a quick throw. If the first option's there, you're throwing it quick, right? Hey, I had a, a three-quarter release. So I was a Dan Marino, Trent Green, Romo. I was a, I was a three-quarter release guy, but I also had a big-time arm. I mean, I could throw it 75, 80 yards. I, I, I had all the throws in my arsenal. Big um, hands too, right, Coach? Yeah, big hands. So I, I, I don't believe I've ever fumbled a football in a game, ever. And I, I don't understand why people don't grasp the concept. But I was—I I actually had to be smarter than, than than better. I never had the ball out here like Lamar Jackson holding a baton because he's holding a baton because he's ready to run right now. And yep. I'm having it like this in case I get sacked from the back. And you got to go through my fucking rib cage. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and even after you, right after you threw the ball, there was a defender coming. He was more so trying to block the pass like an idiot. But your body motion, when you threw it, you were kind of braced for, I'm about to get hit here. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, it is what's coming. As long as I know I could get it off, uh, you know. I, I, show you that, I just wanted to take, I, I knew, I knew uh, I was going to get the chin shot. I didn't care. Uh, I hate to get hit in the back or the back of the legs more than in the face because those back of the leg shots – Fuck your back up. Right. And now, and you said it, it hurts more to fall on your own than someone coming to hitting you, right? Like your body weight laying on the ground is what hurts the most. Oh, yeah. No question. But, dog, like, that's what I don't get about this shit. Like, dog, we're fucking, we're, we're protecting the quarterback at an all time high right now. And, dog, I used to get fucking drilled into the fucking snow 
on a turf fill that was so fucking hard. And I would have to get up like the next dog. I couldn't walk for two, three days. Right. And I'm just like, dog, nowadays we can't even get knocked down. And now, coach, I might have to shock the world real quick. Now, I believe you put this guy in your top five rappers. And I, I don't know, coach. He's recently featured on an NBA Young Boy song, and everyone's kind of freaking out because he's an old head on that. Is E40 in your top five rappers of all time, Coach Beyond? So I put him down as a top five entertainer in the rap business. So, l- like, lyrically, I love what he does and says because it, it resonates with me and, and everything. But I mean, I'm not going to say he's Nas. What I'm saying is he's an entertainer. Mm-hmm with uh with flow like he has his own flow i I don't believe anyone else can kind of like a two chains a funny rapper let me let me ask you this can nas do what e40 does uh no can e40 do what nas does if you were to give him and write his lyrics yes uh yes for sure and he could do it on his own lyrics to be honest i know yeah, That's be, my point. I don't think anyone else can do what E40 does. I think E40 can do what anyone else does if he had a writer. Like Ice Cube wrote all the shit for Easy E. Easy E had the voice. Mm-hmm. He had the gangster rap voice. Cube was the lyricist. He wrote that shit. He was a master writer. Dre produced it. Actually, a lot of cat, a lot of cats don't know that Yella and Ren wrote a lot too. And were and actually Ren was very, 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 very talented. Um, on the spit him, but I, you know, there's so many other guys like Jada Kiss. I I think is a is a cold cat that a lot of cats don't talk about. But then there's other cats like, um, what is a uh, Cool G Rap? A lot of cats need to go listen to Cool G Rap. And, and a, lot cats, a lot of cats don't know. There's some cats out there, dog, that I that I've been. There's some cats. I, it's because I used to listen a lot, nothing but East Coast back in the day because because of, of the lyrics. I just hated the beats and the tracks because I was a West Coast funk. I needed that 808 dog. I, that that East Coast fucking that 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 trash can banging fucking shit. I just couldn't fuck with it. Like the Wu Tang. That's why I never resonated with them. I, I I like certain tracks, but like overall to me, I never fuck with them because it's just so hard to listen to the fucking racket racket tracks. Right. So like I just was like, ah, eh, I can't fuck with it. But I love what Wu Tang stood for, but that doesn't I just couldn't listen to that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. It's just, just had to ask that because some guy from down south, like a lot of us put E40 in the top five worst rappers. We know what he's doing, but just he's in a lot of those lists. Top five oh, worst. For sure. For sure. And I've but seen who, him in a bunch of But I uh, argue but see the thing is you put him above these cats that are out now. There's a, there's a, you got to qualify to get on this. Are you a rapper? You know, I'm not counting the little boys that just have SoundCloud, one hit wonders and shit. E40 is a legit artist. He's, he's for real. So knowing right. that, he's got to be the worst. And t- not the worst, but in that, in that top five. But I'm worst. saying, you got, what I'm saying is you're putting him below these new guys, like, like Future and all these guys. Definitely below Future. There's no fucking way <laughs> in the world that E40 is below Future and these other fucking mumble rappers, homie. There's not a mumble rapper out there that could fucking well, hold E40's left nutsack. Not future, one mumble rapper out there. I'll call Future a drug rapper. Uh, he's not too much mumble, but at the end of the day, Coach, who's got more hits? Who's got more Super Bowl rings? 
E40. No. What? Doggy 40 has some of the most historically recognized bangers of all time. You mean? Let me ask you this. this. No. It's too short. It's too short. And E40 not more recognized on the track list than anyone else you can even name right now? You can't name me a cat more recognized than E40 and too short as far as recognizable. Where? What do you mean? I don't know. What do you mean, JV? Anywhere. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Yeah, they're not even close to a guy named Drake. Dog. All time, though, I hear what you're saying, but some people don't know who Too Short is. I do. Some people don't know E-40. Yeah, because it's this young crew. Like, they don't even know Eric Dickerson is in football. I think it's a lot of his coach, too, uh, coach, because a lot of people down south don't like Drake is fucking asshole. I would never fucking listen to a Drake album. I I think that shit is so fucking gar. I think he's epitome of like, I look at him and I think bitch made cat. That's just what I look at and say straight out. Like, I couldn't listen to that motherfucker. I couldn't tell you one song Drake sings. Not one. What about Kanye West? The only song I know that Kanye West sings is because I use it on my Instagram story in the morning because it's good morning. Oh, yeah. You would know more, though, if you heard him. He's one of those artists. He's got massive songs that you would know. You just might maybe, not. Oh, that's Kanye. I would maybe know him because I've heard him, but I would never bring him up and put him on my playlist. Like, I could go on my playlist right now on my phone, and you'll never see one Drake or Kanye song ever. And I'm with you, Coach, and it's all opinions, but at the end of the day, nobody's bigger than Drake. No one has done what he's done in his run, period. Damn, nobody. That's crazy to me because I – see, but that is the generational difference, in my opinion, to so many people because, like mm-hmm. – Nobody that I grow up with at my age give a fuck about Drake. Drake is like what you're saying. Drake is like E40 to you, to us. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. Like, are you a fan of uh, Andre 3000? He's somebody that you got to kind of like his flow to to respect what he's doing. Man, all day long. But, dog, I'm a goody mob cat. I love goody mob, outcast, all them motherfuckers. Those are my cats. Like, that is a group, though. I don't put them down as a... As an individual artist, that's a group. Like I would, I would categorize them, like the aliens and all those cats. Like you know, those are the those are the the groups. Them, Mob Deep, Wu Tang, um, N.W.A. Uh, I, I would put all those cats in groups that are some of the best groups of all time. But I also put like Smith and Wesson and and and, and Helter Skelter and all those cats are all in my groups as well. Like. And if we want to talk about lyricists, there's lyricists out there that cats don't even talk about, dog. There's there's some yeah. cats out there that that are known cats, but a lot of cats don't like cannabis. Can, cannabis. Cats don't even know who cannabis is. And cannabis was was blackballed in the profession. He was basically annihilating folks on the mic, and cats got rid of him real quick. And it was all commercial. And I'm looking at the rap game, dog. It is so commercial that. Oh yeah. We got cats that are so much better underground as far as lyricists go. Even the ones that made it. Like, dog, if, you ever, if you've never heard of Razkaz, hmm. you need to go listen to Razkaz and listen to his album. He has some of the most banging albums of all time, but he never got commercialized. But he, you can still find him. You can still find his shit. But it ain't like, it ain't like these cats out here with this garbage-ass mumble rap that's blown up because social media has allowed that. Like... Social media has pushed it way fucking more than than Master P and them pushing it out their trunks. Right. Like the world is the world has changed. So 
Yeah, there's there's still a few ones that hold it down, but you can tell they're not backed by the machine. They're not backed by the industry. They got their own following. Jay Coles, Joiner. There's a bunch of these guys that still do it on a high level. Even weirdos like Tyler the Creator, they have their own little lanes. Yeah, but, see, I never even heard of who that is. I don't even know who that is. Like Jay like Cole, that. I heard one song. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear this motherfucker. What are we in church? This coming over to my house and he is smoking weed. Don't ever move because the cops are going to call me. I'm sitting here. You motherfuckers call that real deal spitting on me? I don't know which one that is. Go. Rhyming. That's fucking nursery rhymes, homie. We're talking shit about Too Short and E40, but we can't talk shit about fucking J. Cole. I could rap that shit right now. I could literally write down, sitting in my house waiting for the cops. Don't even get me stuck. Get the fuck out of here, I man. Look that one up. That is the difference of generations and shit. Like, that's the problem, dog. We got like, I'm like, fuck, dog. I I I love Compton and I love what Compton's about. Compton to me started the gangster rap era. Obviously, we know that. But now you got Kendrick Lamar. You got fucking yep. uh what's the other motherfucker from Compton now? Uh shit, I I play I play YG. with his game. Nah. Who? YG. YG, but who's the other one? Uh oh, he was hot a couple week a couple years ago. Uh actually he has another album out. But he's a Compton kid. I didn't know who he was, and then I found out his I played with his daddy. Nah, Oos. Can't be game. Yeah, game's a real one. Nah, nah, nah. This is a newer rapper. He's younger. Your generation shit. I don't know where Blueface is from. He's from somewhere. Nah, he's right. not Blueface. He's, he's from Compton. Uh man, no. You don't think I would know the game? Fuck. It's a what's his name, dog? He's like a younger rapper. Oh, like a, okay. Uh, I think you're right. He he has name like an were like party club tracks that blew up like a couple years ago. Is his name like an initial? It's like initials or something. Yeah, what is it? acronym? J I D or I don't know what it is. Something like that. Uh, Who knows? Shout um, out to all of them. Nipsey yeah, for anyway. sure. Rest in peace, the great. Yeah, yeah, that. But cat. it's crazy, coach. So one of my mentors, his name is Jay Steve. Roddy Rich, for sure. That big one. Big Roddy one. Rich. Yep. So I, I grew up with his pops. I didn't even know. I grew up with his pops. And at least I understand him. I thought he was an East Coast rapper or a down South cat, the way how he kind of flows and shit. I did yeah, not so did know. I. I did not know that was he was he was from Con. I didn't know he was who he was. So like I just found yeah, out, you know, about that shit. So I was like, well, fuck, I didn't even know who that is. But Lil Wayne's the greatest rapper of all time, in my opinion, Matthew Willis. Let's keep it real. Just rapping-wise, metaphors, bars, he's got to be the best to do it. But, Coach, I'll give you a little insight. So when Wido was on his rapping terms, one of my mentors' name is Jay Ski. He's a part of the 69 Boys, Quad City DJs, hits like Tootsie Roll, Who yeah. There It Is, Space Jam. And he, he gave me a real good advice one time. He said, Wyatt, I've never been the best artist, but I've been the smartest artist. They reached out to me on a Space Jam track. I want you on the soundtrack. Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. He said, okay, what's the name of the movie? Space Jam. That's the name of my song. You'll always remember it. It worked. He said, Wyatt, I, could, I like your music. Listen to what you got right now. I think you're pretty dope. You're not Eminem. You're not these guys. Your own lane. I could call, his name was Chris something, president of Atlantic Records. He said, if I call him right now and say, I got this dude, Wido, white boy from Florida. He's next up. Chris is going to say, cool. Can he sell out the bay tomorrow? No. Well, Lil Pump can, so we're going with Lil Pump, even though we know he's terrible. And that's today's rap game. That's today's market. Yeah. So, and no I'm doubt. like, God, you're right. No doubt. That's what it is. That's what I'm saying. That's it, There's no more grind no more either. There's no more selling out the trunk. 
on on CD. Well, we right. said look, we were back in with tapes. We were selling actually cassette tapes on Venice in Venice Beach. Cassette mm-hmm. tapes, dog. Like motherfucker, you might not have been born yet. We were selling straight cassette tapes. So like, dog, these cats now is just it's it's about what's what's on social media. What's on all you know all this shit. and That's to it. me, coach, that right there solidified you as a real artist. If you were willing to go in the street and go do it, get recognized in your community, whatever, by the time you blew up, you already had a little something. These days, dudes are blowing up off a video in their basement and no one knows who the f- they are. It's a different yeah. ballgame. I know. Crazy coach. Crazy coach. Just had to bring that up a little bit. I'm glad I showed you your old clip of the Marino-esque slinging that shit cause uh Man, that's crazy. Like, I don't know. You you said uh, Little Wayne's the best to you? For me. So in my opinion, rapping, I'm just here to listen to the good music, good beats. And his metaphors changed my whole life, especially as you get older and you listen to old Little Wayne. Not so much now. And when you know Little Wayne freestyles, you understand he's going to run out of shit to say. But old time Little Wayne, the metaphors, what he would say, even though the whole storyline wasn't a storyline. But the metaphors, the, the the verbiage he used, man, that blew my mind, coach. On any That's beat, crazy. any track. I, I, couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you a fucking Lil Wayne song if you paid me right now. Like a lot of people tell you Jay-Z is the best artist, which he might be on there. But I don't. there's not many Jay-Z hits that I'm rocking with. So even though he's a respected great, yes, you did it. If you don't got the hits, I'm not rocking with you, brother. Lil Wayne got yeah, the hits. Drake got uh, the hits. Jay-Z has all kind of hits to me, but they say it's different. He does. Era. I'm speaking for the broad. A lot of people don't even know about Blueprint and all this shit in depth. But that's what I'm saying. The life, the world has changed, though. Mm-hmm. The life, the life, you know, generation. That's why the, the that's why we're so fucking. I'm telling you right now, as soon as we started tagging these motherfuckers as generational Z and X and baby boomer, I think it started to deteriorate the world. It started to deteriorate the country because it put us in these categories now that we think that we belong in only. And nobody else wants to go to investigate prior or after generations. Nobody will do it. So, like, it, it categorized us into a category that I think has separated us and segregated us as a country. And now we're sitting around here looking around at each other like, I hate you. You're a Generation Z. I hate mm-hmm. you, baby boomer. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, dog. And that's why you have so much fucking distinction in this country right now. Like, we used to be the best country. We're not even fucking close, homie. In my right. opinion, not anymore. Like, like, the younger generation is a direct reflection of what the top showed them, what the, what they learned from the top one. So I don't like all the old ones looking down going, you're a fuck up. You should have helped them better. That's just me. I mean, I just, I just, I don't, I don't get it, dog. Back in the day, we didn't look at no generation. Like, we didn't care. We were, we were growing up, and we, we knew every single year that a new person was born, mm-hmm. we fucking... We actually were like, okay, you're older than me. We, I respect you. You've been through it. Like, that is it. Girl, females, we respect you. Ma'am, sir, thank you, please. We hold doors open because you're older than us. Even if it's like my age cat walking in and why those it walking out. We, he would hold the door open for me. That's just what I would do. I do it today. So like, we don't do that shit no more. I see my fucking kids walk by, dog, and that old lady was walking by the other day. I'm like, I had to tell the kid, like, homie, hold the fucking door open. He got all scared and shit. And yeah. he was like, but dog, because and then he and he actually did it. That's how I know we can still do it. But motherfuckers are too scared to tell these motherfuckers. He's in this world and not in the real world. 
where it oh, matters. Man. Another I'm thing about the hip hop coach, you tell me what you think. It's the only genre that I've seen that everything is always has to be new right now. Like when I was growing up, we had so many hits, records. What we're talking about right here, Coach Jay Z, E Forty. We don't need no more. We're good. And nowadays, it's always what's new, next, next, next. So we're just infiltrated with all these goddamn artists because they're new. We don't need it. I I don't know. It's fucking crazy, dog. It's pretty bad right now. I'm be honest. Um, yeah. If you go look at my playlist, it's the hits only. We're going back 2000s, 70s classics. You never even know. I got to put some shit. On. I don't want to hear about motherfuckers killing each other every day. Let's not do it. No shit. Sometimes That's all we talk about. Though. So I'm so tired of hearing that. Plus, like, I can't even understand you anyway. Plus, all we're talking about is hoes, bitches, uh, et cetera. So, I don't know. Um, it's the world we live in, Coach. Running QBs and short rappers. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so, who knows, man. Um, yeah, you guys can call in. Uh, Oost, if you want to call in, you call in. Uh, Mac, you want to put a, a thing in there real quick? Um I got to get out of here, though, in about two, three minutes. Um, but call in, or we can hey, do Coach, it tomorrow. I got a question. If you can ask Matt tomorrow in the morning show, and for you as well. I've noticed when I, when I was a kid, I used to watch football. I'm watching the QBs and the receivers that I like, maybe the DBs. Nowadays, I watch the line. I think it's the most action right there as soon as the snap of the ball. Do you think that's the biggest jump of play from college to pros? QBs are still great. Receivers are still great. DBs, but that line is is so much faster. Snap of the ball going. Do you agree with that? You just talking about O line, D line. Period. What what phase of football improves the most when you go to the pro level? QBs, receivers, running backs, oh, DBs, or uh, the line overall team speed. So you don't really you don't see it like that. But it's O line, D line. It's actually D line. D ends, D tackles are so fast. They're faster than some receivers. So I mean, that's just is what it is. My first preseason game, I, I took a three-step drop, and Julius Peppers was past me before I got to the top of my three-step drop. So that just tells you, like, right? That just tells you what it is. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, he took a three-step drop. The DN was already past me, and I wasn't even at. I was in my second step of my drop. Like, that's just the difference. But you know what? I climbed the pocket, stayed in it. I, I, I had no issue. I threw a fucking hitch ball, completed it. Like, that's what people don't get. Now we got guys trying to escape. Stay in the fire. You know what I mean? So, what up, Sean? What's happening? Man, same old, same old. I just and sent that... you my top 15 list, but I'll read it off to you real quick. All time. All right. QB. Wido agrees. All right, Wido. Get some education here. See how many of these guys you remember. Uh, I went by just talent. And skill sets, pure pocket accuracy, championships, just I tried to make a nice, unique blend. So in, uh, I got Marino, Elway, Aikman, Brady, Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, Brett Favre, Steve Young, Terry Bradshaw, Jim Kelly, Fran Targeton, Warren Moon. I have Barstar and Staubach tied at 15. So people are gonna give you heat because you picked Marino at one and never won a ring. So that's I know, you know, I know, and I don't give a shit because I, I think he's the best ever. I love it. I, I love Dan Marino. I think he's top three for sure. I, you know, it sucks because he never got a ring, just like Charles Barkley never got a ring in basketball. I think Charles Barkley is one of the best basketball players ever to walk. But, but he's got the numbers to back it up, Coach. There's a lot of people that are great, could have been. Don't Marino's got fucking high numbers. 
especially oh, for the years yeah. he played. And Marino did it in an era that was brutal, you know. Mm-hmm. Dude, I he mean, couldn't even walk. That motherfucker was a warrior, man. Hurt. He had knee braces on every game. Yup. Yeah. And now, would you, you think that? that the Lamar Jackson of today is – I thought about this. Lamar Jackson, as good as he is, is he like the prime OKC Russell Westbrook? He's not the standard quarterback, not the standard point guard, but he's getting it done however he gets it done, and he's going to bring us as far as he brings us. You could you – could, you That's could a good have, comparison. You could compare that. I don't That's know. That's a good comparison. OKC Wido. Russ, not when he was yeah, doing yeah, his yeah. thing. Triple doubles, but In it was like, prime. fuck, dude, just be your point guard. You might win the championship. In his prime, I agree. Russ. He's a you're talking like he's a stat stuffer, so to speak, and just Russ was yeah. more stat guy. I think Russ or uh, Lamar's just making it happen however you can, just not right. a traditional QB. But the only yeah. th- I mean, I, I know the game's changed a lot, but what tell me, tell me what's the difference between Lamar Jackson and Terrell Pryor? Oh, he's much better. We, we, we don't even think about putting Lamar to receiver and really doing it. He really went to receive because that was a different era, though, right? Terrell yeah. Pryor back at Ohio State was the fucking man, bro. Tell yeah, me, but- tell me, tell me if you were to take Terrell Pryor right after Ohio State and put him in the offense that Lamar's in right now, and tell me he wouldn't have the same results. Only reason I wouldn't go there, Oos. First time I said that, bro. I feel like a real hey. saying that. Hey, keep saying it's because, it, bro. It just uh, rolls off the tongue, dog. <laughs> Pryor was at Ohio State, yeah. Lamar was at Louisville. So I think he got a lot more credit at Louisville being that QB than the Ohio State QB. And when you came down in the NFL, you might got exposed a little bit. Talking about style of play, though. Style I'm of with play. You. I, I, but I just think I, since I Lamar I, did it in Louisville, I think he proved a little more. I don't, I don't care. Just I'm talking about in terms of style of play, what is the difference between Terrell, Terrell Pryor and Lamar Jackson? Uh, Lamar's gotten it done. That's all I can say. I didn't say him either in play in practice, but I know that in your practice will determine if you play. And the rookie Lamar stepped in, went almost to the playoffs. Did go to the playoffs, I believe. Lost to the. Uh, I'll give Patriots. Lamar the edge and speed. Okay, I'll give him the edge and speed. But ask me, tell me this though: Did Terrell Pryor even get a chance to play QB to give us an opportunity? That's what we don't know. I have no clue. I'm assuming. No. I'd hope so, you know. But I after draft they it were talking because, about receiver already. It, it it was because it was a different time. You know, like you said, like, you know, everything is changing. Like we're talking about, you know, everyone wants these running quarterbacks and I'm with you, but I'm just a real Vic guy. So, and, and I, and I'm a Florida boy. So I saw Lamar high school and he'd always had this on him and he's always been able to get it done. So it's like, Hey, if you're not able to get done, you will get switched. By the way, Wido, you tripping on E40, homie. Hey, it must be. You wasn't shaking him dread in the early 2000s, dog. It's the Coach JB show when we go into there, back into town. And for the, but the I like that shit. Like, damn. Lyrics are fired up, Coach. But let's lose, Wido. Different. It's different. East and West Coast in the rap game, dog, is like night and day. Yes, definitely. Coach JB, tell me you wasn't getting a hyphy, dog, after them football games. I'm just saying, like, you're cruising down the, the strip, dog, or the free, whatever. You, you got your windows down because in Cali, we can have our windows down year-round. Beating up the block. And that, that's yep. just what it is. Like, you see, you hear the music, you turn your head, you see the chrome. That's yep. what it was. Tell me you ain't ever ghost rolled the whip, fucking white oh, Come on, dog. Not me. Not me. I was a little too young. Now, when oh, I got my license, man. I jumped in the Challenger. I ain't ghost whipping it, dog. <sighs> If you ain't sipping that Donald Duck orange, it sounds like, fuck, I got to move out to Cali now and get out of Kansas City. 
<laughs> hey, I just got back from Seattle. You're not lying about that place. Oh, yeah. What Did up, Gorgian? Not much, brother. You? Did you have some oysters at least, Sean? I did not, but maybe the next time. That's where it's known for. Was it raining? No, just cloudy. It's actually been really dry out there. Um, but, yeah. No, you're not lying, though, about that place as far as being a top five uh, college football job. Not not top five program right now, but top five job. You're not lying about that. Oh, my goodness sakes. Oh, yeah. That's unbelievable. That place is unreal. Coach, can we bring back the Coach JB? I don't know what you called it, but it was basically you breaking down Ebonics. Because I used to love yes. it. Yes. And I got a good one, Coach. It's B-O-F-F-U-M. Bo-fum. I don't know if I want the burger or the pizza. Fuck it. Let me get both of Oh. I loved when you used to do that, JB. I used that one. Did you? I didn't know you used that one, but I knew that was the one I love. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. oh, the weatherman. Yo, what up? What's up? What's up? I just want to say hi to everybody. Everybody, hope, everybody have a good day. Man, I'm telling. I just want. To, man, up, I'm. Gonna, I don't know. Yo, I'm yo, just, before we go anywhere, before we do anything, I need to hear. I, I need to hear you say "oof" one time. Hey, just because you <clears> called <throat> me out on it, I need you to say "what hey, up." What's your chest? You're acting a little oofy today, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that sounds a little fop hey, so don't, don't, don't mention it as oofy, bro. Yeah. 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 No, I just wanted to say um, tomorrow night, big cold front coming into Chicago. There's going to be a lot of a lot of wind. <clears throat> I got the uh, wind still down to about 39 uh, mid-game. We got Justin Fields and Carson Wentz. How many fumbles are we going to have Joe, in the game? How many fumbles? Yeah, exactly. It won't matter. I agree. Well, I, I don't give a fuck. They can't throw anyway. Play, so the, play the under anyway. Yeah, take, like Gorgeous said, take the under. I'm taking the under all day. All right. Well, I, I think there's going to be about six fumbles. That might happen, but it's going to be a fucking shit fest as far as quarterback play. It's going to be yeah. the worst quarterback play you've seen. Worse no, than I last. Never, I never said it was going to be good quarterback play. I said their, their grips are going to be shit because it's going to be cold. And that's the first cold red game of the year. Matter. They're going to run anyway. They're going to run but, the fucking – they're going to just run all the time because they fucking can't throw a hitch. But here's something – is Justin Fields runs with two gloves, but Carson Wentz runs with one. But does Carson Wentz put a double glove on, and that might affect it? I don't know. Hey, Josh, did you yeah. ever see quarterback Art in our my era ever play with a fucking glove on? Nope. Sean, have you ever seen a quarterback play with a fucking glove on? Dan Marino came out with fucking isotoners for Christmas gloves for humans. He didn't wear gloves in the fucking game. Who was like, the first one to do gloves? Was it, we're so soft. I think of, Big Ben, when he was hurt, Big Ben did it. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning had a glove double on. gloves, right? Double gloves? You're talking about single gloves. No, I'm talking <laughs> about glove, period. To throw the football with a glove, to me, was the biggest fucking bitch move you could ever make. I was Teddy, Bridge Teddy Bridgewater was the Teddy two gloves. I can yeah, these guys are still young. These are I all young guys. I think I had to. I never seen Warren Moon or Joe no. Montana or nobody throw no. with a fucking glove. They no way. No way. No Did way. Brett Favre played with a glove. They wouldn't even thought about it. Brett Favre played in Green Bay. He never had a glove on. Hey, Coach, I'll tell you something pretty funny that you'll like this one, but when I was in high school, <clears throat> my dad bought me gloves, and obviously I, play, I got to play quarterback because our quarterback got hurt, and I went to go throw, and I had those old Newmans. And that ball just went, so I couldn't get it, so I had to take it off. And that's where I learned how to throw with, like, 
I'll throw suckers on. Jim McMahon wore gloves, but Jim McMahon could not fucking throw. Jim McMahon wasn't a fucking throwing quarterback. Throwing like, look at Jim McMahon's stats. He wasn't out. There. He was doing what Tim Tebow did. He was that just a guy was no more for his headband than anything. Great defense. He didn't run. The, he didn't throw the ball. Yeah, like Jim McMahon was dropping back this fucking dissecting coverage. That motherfucker was the Tim Tebow of that era. He was just right handed. So Tim McMahon had Walter Payton to rely on to help his ass out. That's what I'm saying. He had that defense no. and the running back. If he didn't have that defense, they'd be a top five pick every fucking year he was a quarterback, bro. He had Sweetness and Richard Dent, Wilbur Marshall, Singletary, all those dudes. Yeah. That team was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Kurt Warner, that's right. Yeah, Kurt Warner had I didn't. Line. I didn't have Kurt Warner in my top 15. Oh, no, me either. Like no what way. about uh, Andrew Luck, Coach? We always hear Pat talk about how great he was and would have been. Are you Were you a fan of the prime Andrew Luck and walking away early? Uh, Andrew, Andrew Luck was a, was a victim there's a, there's of uh, – There's a coat guy right here, Gorgie. Tell him. Of the stupidity of Ryan Grigson and the management that he played under. Like, will we look back at him like a Bo Jackson? Hurt, took, took, you know, injury made him walk away too soon. He could have been great or – not so much. Very he was injured. Well, he walked away because of he didn't want to be hurt anymore. I guess was his reasoning. I I call that a bitch. You're a bitch, bro. He you you he, you signed up for it. You signed up for it. I think it's a bitch move. You left your players after you committed to going in for the season. I can see if you did it back in like January after the season ended. Right. He left and he left like mid August of nineteen. Oh. A week before Like that's the biggest move ever to me. And don't sign up to play then, dog. Like that's just my thing. But that's just the generation, dog. That's what this is now. Yeah, that's I'm why I know. That's I'm why I know Ursay will never fire right because he's a softy. He's he's he lets it happen. Hey, when Luck retired in August. All you saw was, oh, thank you so much for your for your time here. Da 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 da. In my generation, we would have been like, "Fuck you, motherfucker! You left exactly. us." That's how it should be. That's what you would have seen on Twitter if we had Twitter. But that's how it should right be. Right before the season two, you fucked us, bro. Oh, no, that would have been a fight, dog. We'd have been fucking him up. Like you didn't even give us an off season or a draft or anything to prepare. You're gonna do this shit to us. What three weeks before the fucking season starts, man? Fuck you, bro. Yup. Yeah, it was just you're exactly about, right. It was like two or three weeks before the Labor Day weekend, I think. Look it's, at look at look at it was a week before it was a week before the season was about to start, bro. Could you yeah. imagine if uh if if social media was around when Michael Jordan and Dennis Robin are having their when when Robin went to Las Vegas? Yeah, he'd be a two get your ass back a, here right now. You're coming home. Hey, they let him go for a couple of days, but like they knew his ass was gonna come back to play. This motherfucker just quit, and they let exactly. him signing. He fucking quit, and they he let quit him. On, keep, he quit on his teammates, and they let him keep his his signing bonus Money. too. You, yeah. you don't do your boys wrong like that, man. You don't do that shit. Oh, we're gonna let Andrew Luck go ahead and travel with his beautiful family, and here's an extra. $40 million or whatever the hell. hell his yeah, that was huge. Was. Remember, he had a meeting with the team. Then he told the media. And during the game, it came out. 
He's on the sideline. Yeah, and they oh, booed the shit out of him, which is rightfully so, because those guys got drunk at a preseason game. Season ticket were, holders yeah. bought for him. That's right. Just like JB said, if you'd have left off season, it's a different ball game. But you guys yep. are in the middle of the preseason, strapped That's up, ready to go. My problem is also with uh, Darius Leonard having surgery, back surgery, a, a week into camp instead of a week a week into the off season. Right. Because, right. Because you're wasting time, brother. And he's and the quarterback of that defense. The NFL it could be like a roster bonus thing too, you know. If they're not physically cleared, that's correct. And they may not get the roster bonus, so they may wait until after the roster or bonus, which usually happens enough games in the June to, June time frame when the new to season me starts. as a fan, that's a retarded move because you're wasting my time in a 17 week season where every game matters, bro. Yeah, I think most NFL players, I think when they get there, they're all fans. They, this is their dream. But I think a lot of them, the good ones, have to really realize it's a business here. Can't think about fans. Can't think about team. I got to think about me, money, family, health. And unfortunately, I think they just have to make some decisions. We can but, still hate them, though, Gorgie. But yeah, as like, a fan, it's like Machetney said, generational like wealth. It. As a fan, I don't have to like it. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow, he was on an interview the other day. He said that, he never goes out. He doesn't do anything. I mean, he, he set a foundation up because he wants to help everybody, but he said he, he orders in, has a good time, and because and, he just – he's all business. He doesn't want – he you, doesn't get a phone. Did you see him talk, Coach? Joe, oh. the, the same take Joe Kors talking about Joe Burrow. He had a, it was on a podcast, and he had a break, great breakdown when they asked him about him getting sacked so much. And he said, well, sacks, I don't really – I don't think they're that big of a stat because on third down, I'm just going to try to uh, uh, stay alive as much as I can to get the play. So if you sack me – it's not as big as a first down. How do you weigh on in on, on that coach? Does certain downs dictate how important a sack is? Because Joe Burrow hasn't coached yet. That's why he says that shit. Second down. You don't agree. I, second down. I don't agree at all because a sack changed the momentum of the whole fucking place you're playing in. So if you get a sack on a quarterback, if you're away, that is straight energy for that crowd. And if you're at home, it depletes your own crowd. So a sack and an interception are the two worst things that can happen to an offense and a quarterback in any given game. Yeah, because he look, was where you at in the field. Does that does that sack take me out of field goal range? So now you're taking points all off that, the board. All that. That's yeah. why I say like field possession, that. everything. Every coach team I've ever coached, and and personally when I played, I was slow as fuck. Never had, got sacked. Got it out. And when I coached the Qs. That is something I just ingrained in them. We're not taking sacks. You know where to go with the football, A, and then if you don't like it and it's cloudy, you're getting Throw rid of away. the pitch right now. Throw or you're away. not in the football and we're designing it or you're going to take off and get five. But we're not taking sacks. And if you did, you wouldn't play for me. And I, yeah. we, we led the nation in, in Juco and Cali, uh, fuck, for 15 years I coached in Cali uh, in total O and the least amount of sacks, the least amount of fucking turnovers, um, time of possession – Third down conversions, like dog. That's just something that I, that you you coach you coach it or allow it. Coach yeah, it and that's crazy because they asked him about having seven in the Super Bowl, and he was trying to make it seem like oh, it's not much. But what JB's saying is that seven momentum shifts. Fuck yeah, Pierce. yeah. I totally, I totally get it. So one without with that. I totally. That's get what it, he was saying. I I heard I read I was listening to something where they said that that it was one of the next gen stat things where the higher percentage of almost like a blitz comes when the first down yields zero yards so you now you're at second and ten and so by pushing getting getting a push 
and say you're down now 13 and 17, three, third and 17, down your whole, like, okay, guess we're going to have to go. We can't go 15 yards on the field. We're going to do something. So I heard that the second down, I coach, can you, can you correct us? You, do you agree that maybe out of between first down, second down, third down, even though all of them matter, if, if, if you don't get any yards on first down, do you agree that second down would be a good time maybe call a blitz and try to get that some bitch? Um, Just because it pushes them back for that third, yard, third down package, which seems like it's much smaller than your first downs and your, and your second down packages that you, you have set up. Yeah, I don't know. Third long, sorry, third long. Yeah, I don't know. Um, blitzes are yeah. down is, is based on distance more than it is down. So third and short is the number one blitz down in football, period. And second and short is the number one offensive take a shot down, period. So like you just have to you have to know the distance. If it's if it's second and ten, you're not gonna see a lot of blitz. You're not going to see a lot of blitz on second and 10. There's too much an offense can do at the expense of their arsenal. So I can run sprint out on second and 10. I can run sprint draw. I can run draw. I can run a combination route. There's a lot of things I could do on second and 10. Second and short, you could blitz me, but I'm going to replace it real fast with a side adjust and make you pay. Third and short is a different deal. That's when you want to bring the heat and make the quarterback panic and get it out fast. That is what I wanted to see as an offensive guy, too. I wanted you to blitz me on third and, and short because I knew where we were going. But it's all about the distance, not really the down. So second and 10 is not a great blitz down for me. I, I wish you would blitz me on second and 10. I'll take mm-hmm. five yards and be on third and five all day long. We don't need to get all 10 yards on second down, but we're going to get a chunk. And just being smart with management of the of the ball, I think, is the number one thing. But and I just watched it again to clarify what he said. And he said, well, you know, what do you think about getting sacked seven times? He's like, well, a lot of people see that stat and they, they look at it, whatever. But you got to think about to me, stats don't matter or sacks don't matter that much because you got to think when they happened. If it's third down, who cares about a third down sack? Unless I'm in field goal range, going to back me up, then I'll throw it away, yada yada. But he's like, I don't really look at sacks too much. Is that kind of like a goal line interception? It's just a, a, a turnover. But I mean. The momentum switch, coach, is what I think is the most important that you honed on. You lost by one in the Super Bowl. Of course it matters. Yeah. And I think that's him to protecting his own line, though. That's him trying to stick up for him a little or something. Because, I mean, no one else is getting seven sacks and thinking. Yeah, but, win. like, it's still stupid. Just don't say nothing. Maybe he thinks that because on third down, if you get sacked, you automatically know you're going to be in a punt. Unless it's like right, so he wants to extend the play but, is what he's saying. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. I think. I think he's worried about like that. I think what Joe Burr was saying, like, is that you know, you, third down. If I get sacked, shit, we're gonna punt. You know, who cares? There's yeah. not gonna be that many options. Like, are you gonna go for it in third and twelve, third and you know, stuff like that. Just hey, surprise me. I'll call you tomorrow. All, All right, guys. Out. I gotta get out of here too. I gotta get out of here too. I gotta get this audio up. Right. Have a great night. See Have a good night. I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning or in the afternoon. Happy birthday, Lucy. We'll see us both. Time. All right, guys. Appreciate so, you. Have a good one. All right, bro. Yes, sir. All right, Wado. All right, Gorgeous. Yeah. All right, guys. Peace. I'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Peace.